Chicago Clubhouse and the 1252 Sports Chicago Network. Our search for a general manager and a head coach begins today. It will be thorough, diligent, and exhaustive. It will result in the best possible selections to lead the Bears to success. General manager will be responsible for the entire football operation. For head coach, we will not be limited by philosophy, scheme, whether a candidate's background is on the offensive side of the ball, defensive, or special teams, whether a candidate has previous head coaching experience, whether a candidate's background is in the college game or the pro game, or financial considerations. Our search team will consist of myself, Ted Phillips, Hall of Famer Bill Polian, our Vice President of Player Engagement, Soup Campbell, and our Senior Vice President of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, Tanisha Wade. I expect that we will reach a consensus on both positions. Ultimately, though, the decision on the next general manager and head coach will be mine. All right, JB. Here we go. (laughs) It's what we've been waiting for. It's a bittersweet day for us on Monday. Sweet because we lost Ryan Pace. Sweet because we lost Matt Nagy. But bitter because we still got Ted and we still got Georgie up there making moves, guys. Welcome to Bear Fans with a Brain, everybody. I'm your host, AB, Alan Bratcher. And as with me always, JB. How you doing tonight, JB? You are on mute, so you know. <laughs> you might want to get back up in there. Now we can do it. There okay. it is. How, how you doing today? Doing good, brother. How you feel? It's great. It's another beautiful day out. Nice 40-degree weather here today. Ooh, I'm loving that. Nice. You can't be mad about that. Yeah, I, I actually drove down the road with my truck windows down and I'm and dog out the window. That's how you know you live in Illinois. Right. That's, that's, that's considered a warm day. 40 degree weather. You can drive down the road with your dog hanging out the door. You know you're from Illinois, right? Absolutely. So, guys, sorry we don't have Warwick tonight, but we have to say congratulations to Warwick because his daughter actually was just accepted to, I think, Tulane and also Tulane. accepted to LSU and waiting on the Texas results as well. So, obviously, she's a bright cookie. Smarter than any of us here, obviously. <laughs> but Shout out to work. Shout yeah. out to his daughter. Very prestigious. I believe he said like only 11% of the applicants get yeah. in. Yeah. Hey. It's wild, man. But he'll be back with us next week, guys. So don't worry. You don't have to deal with just me and JB for long. So ah, JB, let's get to this, man. What do you think about this press conference we had yesterday? Let's just get down to it. What are your thoughts of, of it as a whole? So first of all, and I'm glad you didn't play the whole thing, but the oh. word collaboration came in like way too many times, as you like to say, word salad. Um, yes. But one of the things that he said was he, he kind of like was like this droll guy, like this drill sergeant saying, hey, it's going to be tough. It's going to be uh, arduous, exhausting. First of all, why does a head coaching search need to be exhausting? If anything, it needs to be spirited and inspiring so that yes. you can get the right guy, okay? Secondly, and I speak for everybody, I don't want Ted Phillips anywhere near that war room when they're interviewing those guys and making the calls. I want Ted Phillips somewhere in a room 
working on financing. Let him be the chief financial officer, the CFO. Get him away from player personnel and decision-making when it comes to football side. Third, I honestly am not comfortable with Bill Polian being the uh, – yes, he is. Oh, God, Mike. Yes, he is. That's Mike. You know Mike. Mike? <laughs> you know how Mike's going to Mike, man. <laughs> For for everyone on the audio side, our friend <laughs> Fat Mike just jumped in and said that George McCaskey is a um, female toy that they love to use. Yes, let's just leave it at that. We don't need to get in in, uh, in into great detail with that. But proceed, JB. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm of the I'm of the 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 side where some people are like, oh man, they really got Bill Polian to come in. They're going to get it right this time. I'm like, pump your brakes, Bill Polian. Bill Polian was most famously known or recently famously known for saying Lamar Jackson should be a, a wide receiver or a running back, not a quarterback, of which yeah. his second year in the league he became MVP, of which I'm not saying Justin Fields is Lamar Jackson, but hell, he's a lot closer to Lamar Jackson than he is Peyton Manning. Yeah. So I have zero faith in Bill he also He also said that Chad Kelly was the best QB, the best QB in that draft. draft. Yeah. That, that's a draft that included Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Yes, so it was. to go on that big of a limb and say that, that kind of makes me kind of the style the, the breaks. The breaks <laughs> with, with crickets because but and, and no disrespect to Chad Kelly. Hell, he made an NFL roster, he's thrown an NFL pass. But when you're most famously known for being the relative of Jim Kelly, Hall of Famer quarterback Jim Kelly, that doesn't kind of that doesn't speak uh, spark my interest when you're saying he's the best. Yeah, so maybe Bill Polian's thought process is outdated when today's game is telling you you need a quarterback. If they're not mobile, I mean, if they're not a running quarterback, they need to at least be mobile, be able to scramble and get out the pocket. So I have no faith in Bill Polian at all. Sorry, guys, for those that feel that way. I just don't. No, and it's warranted. I mean, just just because of the conversation we're having now. I mean, I mean, we're going to talk about this a little later, but. The other side of the coin is, for me, is I like some of these names that they're bringing in. So I can't completely dismiss it because they're actually, you know, if you throw up enough good names on a wall and you close your eyes and you throw, you might hit one. You might get lucky on this. But for me, this whole entire press conference was an absolute disgrace. Not only did you alienate one of your Hall of or soon-to-be Hall of Fame players, be, in yes. Olin Cruz, you know, you stand up for a guy in a Ted Phillips who literally for 23 years now, I believe next month has failed you in every aspect of this organization. Yet you have his back the whole time, but you won't have your players back the whole time or, or X players. And that's something else that we're going to get into about Owen later guys. Don't worry. We got a lot of stuff to unpack in this show, but if you know, instead of hiring a football operations, you know, president they're they're going down the same road again and what have we seen time and time again when they've went down this road jb it's the same result it's the definition of insanity if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result don't get it that's what insanity is you've got to start looking at this team the right way i don't care how other teams you know say that they run it i'm gonna run it this way i'm gonna do what i want to do i don't think there's anything magical about a so-called football czar hello how can you say that 
There are so many organizations out there. The Ravens, Ozzie Newsome had him, right? Brought him in. Completely changed the whole aspect of the organization. Brought it up from what it was, made it relevant, and it's still relevant today. And he's still a consultant there, you know? You have to look at these kind of players, or these ex-players, these, you know, ex-coaches, GMs, whatever they are, and look for the best guys available and keep them in-house. Don't just bring them in every three to five years because, oh, we need a new coach or a new GM. We better go hire somebody off the street. How long have you been there? How long have you been there, George? You've been there your entire life. You're telling me by now you haven't figured out how to to learn how to find these guys yourself or hire somebody in-house to stay in there to hire these guys yourself. You're just counting on Ted Phillips to do everything for you. And and then whenever that doesn't work, you go out and you get an Ernie Accorsi. You go out, you get a Bill Polian. You know, whenever, I believe whenever they got Jerry Angelo, they hired like an outsourcing committee. They did, they hired a firm. Or yeah, yeah, they came in, they hired him. You're telling me that no one in that organization can do that? What are you doing? What are you doing up there? I don't understand why this is still happening years and years later. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> and that's how I feel. Every day when we talk about this team, that's how I feel. I can't deal with it anymore. I don't know what else to say at this point. So but you look at a trend, right? A trend of ineptitude. And it trickles down from the top bottom, right? Yeah. If you figure, and we can speak on the last 20 years real easy. When you have more losing than you do winning, that is a problem. Yes. When you look at an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers, when you look at an organization like the New England Patriots, when you look at an organization that has teetered on greatness, fell and came right back in our division rivals to the North and the Green Bay Packers. If there are very like easy examples of how to get it right, why do we consider keep getting it wrong? It's like you ever seen that um it's like a, a old old timey video where the little duck or bird or whatever is looking at his reflection in the mirror and he keeps hitting himself and hitting himself and hitting himself <laughs> and hitting himself and hitting himself. That's what I see right now with the, with the last 20 years, 20 plus years. That's what I see right now. Because when you have the change that we actually look for, and we can go all the way back to 95 if you really want to be honest, because we saw the change. And what did they do the next two years? They blew it up. Yes. This is just what Bears Brass does. So maybe he got that duh moment coming up now because – some of those names, I would have never expected him on the GM side and the coaching side. I would have never expected some of those particular names to even be on their short list. I really wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, maybe it's luck of the draw. Maybe we just got a good year where, you know, a lot of these names are looking real, real, real promising to us. Maybe we get lucky and we land guys. We're going to talk about these guys in a little bit. And, guys, make sure you know that this is our fan appreciation show we're going to have a few of these in the offseason. We want to thank you guys for being loyal members, following us all throughout the year. If you want to jump on, I will send you a link. Send me a message on Facebook, whatever you want to do, or you can call in. There's a number below. Make sure to get on the call in line. 
chime please, in with, with yes. all of your questions, comments, frustrations. We completely get it. We understand it because we're frustrated too. But maybe this time we might actually figure out how to do this the correct way. That's all we can hope for. Hopefully the people that we built around to make these decisions make it right this time. So we're going to go real quick and we're going to have a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. But we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, Nick and Ivy Brewery. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. And that was a quick word from our sponsor, Nick and Ivory Brewery, down in Lockport, Illinois. Guys, make sure if you're looking for any beer selection they have, go to nickandivorybrewery.com. They've got a great list coming out. And I just heard today that he's going to start selling in Watsika at my Burkots. Let's go. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Yeah, he's got a meeting with them coming up. Hopefully, we might have a tasting on the show maybe soon, hopefully, as well. Shout so, out to Paul. Shout out to Paul from <laughs> Nick and Ivory Brewery holding it down, guys. But before we get to our Bear Fans with a Brain poll question of the day, we want to bring in some fans first. We want to get some of their thoughts. So first, we're going to start out with our friend Hunter Lorenz. He's actually a, a moderator from our Facebook group, Bear Fans with a Brain. Make sure to go check that out now. So we're going to bring him in real quick. Hunter, are you there? You hear us? What's going on, boys? Hey, hey, how you doing, Hunter? Yeah. So Hunter, how are you? What's going on? So what's going on? What so do you I was think about what y'all were team? talking about, right? What do I think about this team? Uh, <laughs> this podcast is not definitely not long. Hey, whatever you feel, brother, rank. we don't hold back on so, this thing. So here's 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 how I see it, right? I think George McCaskey is a puppet on a string. I Ooh. think all the team around him is telling him what to say. It's telling him what to do. He has no idea what he's doing. He literally said that himself. He, he had ample time to prepare for this press conference and still didn't know how to answer these questions. Yeah. So these people who are behind him running the show still have no idea what he's doing. He's bringing in a personnel of a guy whose biggest biggest asset was hiring Tony Dungy, right? We all know that, right? You hire Tony Dungy, that's terrific. Okay, that was 20 years ago, man. This game has evolved a lot. So your expert analysis is always trying to bring in somebody else, right? <clears throat> you know why he does that? He wants somebody to blame when it goes bad. That's all it is. Well, I didn't do this alone. I had a team where we picked this and this and this. He can't take accountability for being wrong, man. That's all it is. He can't take accountability for being wrong. If he got on that press conference and said, yo, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm lost. Okay, I'm going to try my hardest. I'm sorry, Bears fans. Here's what it is. I'm trying again. I would have respected that man more than anybody. But like, George, I feel you, bro. I understand where you're coming from. But no. Instead, he gets on that press conference 
and he says, I'm a fan, but everybody's got to come through me. Oh, football wait, operations. Hey, hold on, Hunter. Well, I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a fan. I'm not a foot. Bro, you've been in this business for 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> 20 years, and you're just a fan. I'm 20, in the, years, old, I'm just a fan 20 years as a fan, but in the business his whole life. That's his what I'm saying. I don't understand, life. dude. If if Virginia's my mom, I'm making this business my whole life, right? I'm taking everything I know, and I'm listening to everybody else. I'm seeing how this game's evolved. I'm seeing Lamar turn into a stud, right? You You got Justin Fields, man. That is a starter. And I don't care what anybody says about Justin. This kid can be elite if you give him – the right tools set in front of him. Yeah. I don't no, care sir, what anybody no. says about that. No, another thing, another thing, man, I love this team probably more than I love anything in my life. And uh, I'm also a Cubs fan, and I thought oh. we would never get that right, right? And then we put that 2016 team out, and I was like, oh, my God, it's happening, boys. So I have faith, right? I have faith that a GM will come in, tell George, yo, listen, bro, I ain't running it through you. This is my team. I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? You sign the contract, fire me if you want. This is my mm. team. I want the Miami coach to come in there because he's a hard-nosed mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He doesn't take no shit. And that's, that's what we need. Nagy, Nagy was the biggest pushover you ever seen in your life. Oh, guys, what's up? Do you want a cookie? I'm sorry we lost. <laughs> Let's do a club dub. No, nah, bro, that's not how football works, dude. We don't celebrate for getting wins. That's expected, right? And we've settled so long for mediocrity as fans, as an organization that we're just used to it. And I'm sick of it, man. I just want to see a different a different movement in this thing, man. It's, that's all it is. And yeah. I have hope because I sat through many years of Chicago sports where I didn't think it would ever happen. And uh, this is the team I really want to get one, man. And, you know, first order of operations, if I'm a GM, I'm coming in the door and I'm saying, where's Roquan? Let's give him a long-term contract. Absolutely. That's first order operations. You I throw a agree. C on that kid's chest, he is the future. That is the hardest working kid I've ever seen in my life. And uh, he he doesn't get recognized enough, man. He really doesn't get recognized enough, and it honestly pisses me off. That's you know, the gets... one thing about, about the entire George McCaskey interview that I did like. He called out Roquan. He called out our guy. David Montgomery said they're the hardest workers. That's about the only thing that I took positive from that whole interview, Hunter. I agree with you completely, man. I 100% agree. And, you know, let's – oh, shit, hold on. All right, let's talk about the Olin thing, dude, because I got to bring it up because this thing hits hard for me. The Olin thing, right, if you don't know what you're talking about with Olin, if you weren't in on it, just say, hey, man, I don't know the details. You got to talk to Pace about that. I don't know. But saying you got to take a grain of salt from whatever this man says, so you're you're discrediting this man's this man's integrity entirely on a national platform, and you expect people to come in and want to play and 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 work for you, man? No, that's not how it works. And I, I don't know, dude. It's like you 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 keep trusting Ted Phillips when over and over again it ain't working, man. You know what I mean? What is going to be different? And I just, I just really appreciate the reporters and the questions they were asking because they weren't holding back. They're like, "Hey, yo, George, why do you still suck?" It's about time somebody did. So we had a guy on one of our other shows who was actually a reporter there. Herb Howard, he's a beat writer for the Chicago Bears, and he asked real direct question: 
Yeah. And George just had this look. Oh, thank you, Herb. That was a really uh really profound question. Um, but we're just gonna go like if you don't this answer know, was shorter than, was the, shorter question. than the question. <laughs> like yeah. And it's like if you don't like you said, if you don't know Hunter, there's no at this point, you've yeah. gotten all the shame that you can really get. So there's yeah. no shame in saying, you know what, I really don't know how to answer that at this time. We just gotta yeah. go in a different direction, we gotta fix it somehow. I would have honored that a lot more than this spin doctor political BS. Game, bro. Dancing around the question. Dancing 40, around 30 it. years or whatever, however long since 85. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. enough is enough. The ineptitude my thing in is, this is, is, is too much. Yeah. My thing is, bro, like, if George Papa Bear was alive, nobody, nobody in that room would be hired right now. No. And you know what I'm saying? Papa Bear would be like, y'all got to go. We're restarting. Yeah. Remember, these are his grandkids. That's, that's the what sad I'm part. Saying, bro. Is that <laughs> whenever Muggsy, whenever Muggsy died, I feel like this future of this franchise died with him. You know, he was the guy that was training to be. He was going to be the heir apparent. He was I the agree. guy who was supposed to keep the trend, keep the franchise going, and we don't have that. We haven't for a long time. Every grandchild that stepped up to the plate has failed. Period. Yeah. End of story. We know they don't want to do it anymore, and yeah. there's nothing else to it than that. It, it's time to get rid of the team. Get Ed rid McCaskey, of them and sell to someone who wants it. Ed McCaskey had the biggest finesse in football history. Yes. When he yep. married and took over that team. Yes, he did. <laughs> I 100% agree, man. He got lucky. He was born into it and doesn't even love I – don't, I don't think he loves the game, man. And you know what I mean? If he loved the game and he was genuine about everything he was saying, I would give this guy – I would give this guy credit and be like, all right, man, he's trying. But he I don't think he's trying, man. And I think I think Virginia really I, – I don't know if Virginia knows what's going on half the time. She's like, yeah, I love the Bears. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know, Erlacher's not on the team anymore, Virginia. That's Rose. Like she, I don't know repeat. how he's going up there. She's clearly on repeat. Like, she's stuck. But That's what if I'm she's saying. the one still signing the check. She's very, very, very disappointed. Just ask Ted. Just ask – just ask Georgie. They'll tell yeah, you. Just ask Georgie and old Teddy. Come on, man. Get out of here with that. But, Hunter, man, we got to let you go, man. We got people back in there waiting, Hunter. I appreciate you hey, coming yeah. in. You're good. We'll definitely have you back. We appreciate it, man. Everybody give it Anytime. up. For and I love, the, I love the commitment back and forth uh, that you give on the on the uh, page, too, Hunter. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. kills it on there. He kills That's it on one the of page. the reasons he's a absolutely. moderator of the group, because he understands the group. He knows what it's supposed to be about. He knows we're debating. He knows that we need valid yeah. points. And he, he's got that from day one. And I appreciate having you there. I know every, you, everybody else does too, man. Thank you for being on, Hunter. We will talk again soon, man. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. All right. See you later, man. So real quick, we're going to bring on our next guy. Um, I'm going to get our buddy CJ on here. Oh, CJ showed up. Okay. From the Chicago Clubhouse podcast uh, group. He has his own show called the CJ Scott Podcast. He, it's on Monday nights, I believe at 7 o'clock. Him and Diab do a great job in there. Let's bring him in right now. CJ, my man. How you guys doing? Um, Alan, JB. How are you, man? All right, CJ. How's it I'm going, doing buddy? pretty good, man. I'm just, um, just been listening to you guys. Hunter hit it right on the head, man. I agree with everything he pretty much said. And, you know, my biggest thing was, as far as with George, um, with George, is how can you trust this guy? You know, how can you trust him 
with you know with the things that he says you know and then the thing that that got me with the um with his press conference was is that you know he said well the fans they're gonna say well hey i may have gotten this wrong this guy you know wrong i may have gotten that guy wrong you know you just have to trust me like really you know i don't i i just i just don't understand and i just don't get it and you know as far as uh miss virginia that's what i'm gonna call her mm-hmm. um sweet virginia <laughs> right <laughs> her grandkids you know as far as who's coming and who's run this team unfortunately she's not gonna go you know her family's not gonna go anywhere you know so we just have to pray that somebody will offer her five million uh, five billion dollars to buy this team you know, because right now, they're, but, but right CJ, now they are estimated at four point one billion dollars right now. But remember, now these are her children that are in charge now. Mm-hmm. The grandchildren, I haven't really heard them speak of anything. I don't know if they're trust fund babies. I don't know if they're just disinterested. I don't know if they're waiting for them to move to Arlington Heights and boost that four point one up to six point two billion or whatever it is. I'm not quite sure. However, however. If there's one amongst them that just has one inkling of brilliance, lo and behold, hire some football people. Yes. Mm. Like, like that's like I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny, but you don't go to a pizza shop to get prime steak, prime rib. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna look for a banker to run the football side of my football team. Yeah, you can. Hey, make me all the money you can. Thank you. I appreciate it. Make all the bread. But I don't want you picking quarterbacks. Right. I don't want you picking quality control people. Hell, I don't want you picking the maintenance man. Right. <laughs> you know, and that and that just shows you that he has no idea what he's doing. And, and as far as a, a uh, business perspective, as far as running a team, he has no idea what he's doing. You know, you can't come into a press conference and be uncertain about what you're doing you know and they and those guys in the press conference they picked them apart and he had no answer for them no logic you know answer for them as far as what he wants to do moving forward so it just blew my mind you know the fact that that, the fact that he went in there it didn't have nothing to say stop Mike just put I'm not even gonna repeat it never mind Mike we'll talk after the show we're gonna keep going I'm just a fan I'm not a football evaluator I'm gonna keep that real for all time. But but see now 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 I want to CJ you you kind of struck a little bit of a nerve with me now like you, you get me fired up bro. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about it's when you is. have a guy on a national press conference for the charter franchise of NFL tell you just a fan, not really a football guy. Why the hell are you in the position? Right, I agree. And, and JB, I'm your brother. To your other brother, to your father, why are you people in this position? Right, and and look, and here's the thing: I even brought this up on my podcast on Monday, and I was told, "Well, hey, he doesn't have to put all his cards on the table." Like, I don't understand. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand. Shout out to to Ken, that's the one who said the comment, but mm-hmm. I don't understand. You know, why not? Right now, his only saving grace can be transparency. Let's keep it 100, guys. 
yeah. if he's not fully transparent with this next GM and coach hire, he's gonna. I mean, there's gonna be. We thought we had billboards for fire, pace, and Nagy. It's they're gonna be storming the castle pretty soon. My audio on that one went out. I'll, I guess I'll have to re-up that one. That's I okay. had a very, very disappointed in there for you, but that that and that's what we are because sometimes you know we all mess up. But when you have that man in the mirror moment, when you look in the mirror and say, "You know what? I got to do better." Mm-hmm. They don't have that because of this. Yes, right. No matter what, next year when they come around for negotiation time. And that $320 million TV money is in their bank account. They playing Tecmo Bowl. They playing fantasy football. That's crazy, man. I mean, I don't know. You know, then I'm hearing coaches' names being thrown out there. And I'm like, I'm more of a person that's like, you know, you don't even have and wait a minute. And Scott. Just thinking, just thinking about it. You don't even have a, a president of head back, a head of football operations, but now George is saying, "Oh, I'm going to do that job." How the hell are you going to do that job? I don't think there's anything magical about a so-called football czar. <laughs> man, Just keep repeating it. I mean, I it's laughable I at this man. point how horrible this man does press conferences and you know that this guy actually graduated with a degree he was on tv before he's spoken before and this is how he comes out you would think that he would be more well versed in these kind of things by now and know how to talk to the media and understand how us fans are that he's not even a good bs artist checked out (laughs) he's like Hey, at least lie to me and make me feel good, man. Please, at least <laughs> tell me that it's going to be okay. Don't go, yeah. oh, well, we know in the short term fans aren't going to be happy with us. It's been like 23 goddamn years since I've been okay with what you've done. Like, it's 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 over time by now for this to keep going on. It's got to start changing, and it has to start with him at the top. There's no way. Unless and you- How's that going to happen whenever he goes to his board, which is all his family, and they just say, it's okay. It's okay. We want you to keep doing it because guess what? None of us want to do it either. But let's look at let's look at just, just a brief history, brief stroll down memory lane. Jerry Angelo, Bill Emery, Ryan Pace. Let's go back a little further coach-wise. Last time we were real, real significant before Lovey, Dick Jerron had a 13-3 and season. What did they do the next year? Didn't want to pay nobody. Blew up the team. We get Lovey Smith. Year two, we go to the Super Bowl. What did they do? They don't give Thomas Jones the ball. That could be a coaching thing. That could be an upstairs thing because they're like, hey, throw the ball. Cedric Benson needs to play. We, we drafted him with the fourth pick. Then later on the line, you fire the only close to winning coach you've had in decades in a 10-6 and season. And, Troy, we're going to get to Jim Harbaugh later. Trust me, we have a lot to tell you about him. We're going to get to that later, guys. And, CJ, we love having you here, man, but we got to get our next good guest Good talking up, to man. you. I know we talked during the week, but good talking to you. We're going to talk you more guys. I'll see you guys soon, man. man. Yeah, much love, CJ. Thank you for jumping on, man. All right. That's our guy, CJ, right there. And next, we're going to have 
a new guy that I I haven't really got to talk to this man a lot. His name is uh, Dennis Bonner, and we're going to bring him in right now. Let's go. Dennis. How you doing, guys? What's happening, hey, man? Nice to meet you, guys. How you feel? Good man, good, 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 good to uh, actually uh, be involved and uh, and uh, thanks for inviting me uh, onto the show, Alan. I appreciate that. Uh, oh. You 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 got me into the uh, to the Facebook page. Uh, uh, gosh, right before uh, I think right before training camp, uh, oh, yeah. and I and I and I definitely appreciate um, all the opinions that kind of float, float through that page. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. We do have some trolls here and there and there. Yeah. obviously that happens everywhere. Us moderators and admins are trying to fix that problem. You, we'll get there eventually, man. You, you do, hey man, you guys do, you guys do a really good job, man. I, I, I like, I like how you, uh, you know, try to try to keep the arguments down to a minimum, and, and let's just talk bears and let's 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 not get on each other. You know, this everybody has an opinion. Let's just hear each other out. Yeah, there absolutely. Because at the end of the day, all we have is each other. All of us want the same thing here. All of us want this team to go and succeed and get better. And there's only one way to do that. We've got to all get together. We've got to start, you know, chiming from the top down, from the mountain. That change has got to stop happening with, 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 you know, the the organization with within itself. Like we need it to grow. We need it to get better. It's not going to get better without us and the media keep chiming in, keep going after these guys, and keep pressing the issue because it's never going to change. It's just going to be another four years from now, D, and we're going to be right back here talking again. And I don't want to do that. I want to bring you in whenever we're in here celebrating. I want to bring in here and celebrate a Super Bowl. I want to celebrate things with you. But I want to feel proud on the staff that we've constructed. Absolutely. I want to feel proud to wear these C's and these bears on my head. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I want to feel proud. We're all to fans. Go out and say, I don't want to watch them. Well, Green Bay can always say we own you. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so we know that you wanted to talk GM. I did. So, I did. Before before I actually get into that, though, let let me just I listened to you guys about the the McCaskey interview, okay. um, and I and I, I have a friend of mine that I went to college with. We're both Bears fans, um, and and uh, I I live in Minnesota, um, and, and we're both we're both local up here. So we, you know the the disappointment that we've been seeing for the past, you know, I, you know, outside of the twelve and four season, it's just been a bunch of disappointment since since Lovey. Um, but we were talking about this because we both, you know, listened to a lot of the score. Um, and, you know, you hear, um, you know, some of the, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the journalists, the Bernsteins and, you know, um, those guys and, um, and, and I understand their frustration with, with ownership. I, I, I get it. Um, it's, it's, we've all suffered through the, the BS and the, and the losing and the, you know, just not not being what we think we should be as a cornerstone franchise. You know, being in Chicago, big city, we we should be further along when we get. I, I will say this: I listened to the whole presser. Um, like JB said, I think he was McCaskey was as transparent as he could be. I I think the whole "I'm a fan" thing, um, to a certain degree, was was very truthful. Um. But but the other part of it too is was was him being transparent. I think he realizes that he's not a football guy. Um, I think he realizes that he's losing fans, um, and I think he knows that if he doesn't get this right going into this coming year, that you're going to end up losing some of your fan base because here's really what's going to end up happening in Chicago. If they don't come close to being look, if they're a, a five win team. 
going to, you know, if they're a five and 12 team going into next year, but you've lost most of your games by six, six, seven points. I think people can go into the following season saying, okay, Hey, we're, we're close. We're, we're close. We're close. If you, if you, if you could be closer to 500, then I think everybody's happy. But if it's a, a, a three and if it's three win season, four win season, five win season, and we're getting blown out, it's a total debacle and people are going to stop showing up. Yeah. Um, and that's what you don't want yeah, as ownership is just, is to start losing money. Um, so I, so I, like I said, I, I, coming out of that presser, my thoughts were he was very transparent and basically saying, I'm not the guy to, to, to make, make calls. Now, can he get the people in that are football people? To, to to get this right, that's that that's that's going to be a question. Now get into the poly thing, and, and then we can go go talk start talking about the GM things. I understand people's frustration with with, with Polian being an older guy. His resume is is pretty good though. It's 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 a pretty good resume. My my thought process is is I, I understand people want somebody that's if you're going to consult somebody that's a little bit younger has, you know, kind of, you know, you're not outside that realm of the, you know, the, the early eighties, early nineties football. I have a deal. perfect name for you. I sure. A perfect name for you. Trace Armstrong. Well now see, that's okay. Now I brought that up with my friend, friend, my, I brought that up with my friend yesterday, but now, now let me just go back to the polling thing though. Oh, good. So my, my thought process is, is, who can who can you go get that that's that's young? Now my my first thought process was yes, is it Trace Armstrong? Now my the other thing too is is that's kind of been a rumored thing for a while, kind of going into last year when 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 even Pace and Agu are they going to get fired or not going into going into last year? But why haven't we seen Trace on? the chart for people, somebody being interviewed. So I don't know if it's something that Trace doesn't or doesn't want to, doesn't want to do. If he's, if he's okay in his role there, I would think as long as you've been in that, 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 that personnel role, you, you probably would want to move up, but I, I don't know, you know? Um, but the other thing too is outside of Trace Armstrong, who can you really, really think of that they could bring in? That's, that's a younger possibility. That's why I, I understand that I have what names. people are saying about him. Oh, I have a laundry list of names. We have names. Part. And, some of these names we're going to talk about are on this GM list that I have for you. But, right. But, right. Dennis, I have to remind you of something. Sure. Bill Polian and Ernie Acorsi, mm-hmm. that's like two two different sides of the same coin in the mm-hmm. sense of, yes, you're saying they're older, removed from football, but Bill Polian, there's no, dis- there's, there's, there's no discrediting what he did when he built the Buffalo Bills what he did with the um, obviously what he did with the Colts, but it's not his age that's the question because I can give you Ozzie Newsom. Sure, I can give you, I, and I can be one better. And this is the ultimate. I'm gonna give you the top of the top, Jerry Jones. Right. So I'm not discredited because D- Jerry Jones can build a hell of a team. At I think he, what is Jerry like 72, 73, something like that. Whatever it is, there, 76. Yeah. But. So I don't want to focus too much on the age of Bill Polian, but it's right. and, and, I, and I'm and JB, ideology is what's the problem. Sure, no, no, and JB, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. I, I, from what I'm hearing from people, is I think you know they're they're saying, from what I'm hearing from fans, is that he may just be a little bit too out of touch, which 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 I'm relegating back to the age thing. 
So that that's the only reason why why I brought it up. But I, I, my whole point was is too. I, I just you can't be mad at his resume, and I don't think that's a a, a a bad route to go if you can't get somebody that's you know in their you know mid mid, mid to late forties, early fifties, somebody that's that's you know a little bit more on the this side of the, you know what we're doing in football right now. That was just my whole point. It was, was oh, yeah. that I just, I, you know, I just, I'm not mad at it. Now the, the, the other part of it too is, is, you know, you, you're hearing people, well, you know, they're going to go with whoever Napoleon is, is going to recommend. Well, I don't think you can, I, if, if McCaskey's smart and he's in, 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 well, and that's up in there, but if, if, if he really wants to go in there, you have to have the right people in the room. And that's the other part that I don't know if we're ever going to hear is really who's going to be in the room when they're, when they're finalizing these decisions. It's not going to just be McCaskey. It can't just be McCaskey because he knows he's not that guy. It well, can't we know be- it's not just McCaskey and the other people that are named of the younger ilk are the checks and balances for McCaskey and Pony. Right. So those, at least those parameters are in place currently. Right. But we all know you can tell me a hundred ways from Sunday, go with this, go with this, go with this. But if I have final say, I can just be like, thank you and still do what I want to do. I well, no, and that's true. But but in, but when you're McCaskey and you haven't gotten it right, and you know you need to get it right, you may want to open your ears and start listening to some of the people that are around you that you may have may may have been ignoring. That would be the smart, logical way. But we know they haven't shown us they can do that yet. So let's wait and see. And that's and that's and again, that's the hope that that, that I'm having. Now getting into the GMs. Oh wait, um, hold on before you go there because sure. I'm going to bring up a list for you and we're going to talk about this real quick. So we have a list for everybody just so everybody kind of knows. What you sipping on, Dennis, real quick? What's sipping on? You know what, man? I I actually, man, I just recently switched over to some wine. So I'm drinking some white Zinfandel. Oh, wow. Look at that wino. Okay. All right. I have a little beer in here, but. This conversation's making me want to pull out the crown peach. So, well, looks, it like I'm gonna, looks like it's time to mix a little bit up in there, guys. In, 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 in these dry times, you need a drink. You got to have one, right? You got to in these times, guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull up this GM list for you guys real quick. And look at this. So here's the names that we have on this list as of now. We've got a Jeff Ireland. We obviously know Jeff Ireland well. He's a Saints assistant GM and college scouting director. We've got Omar Khan. He's the Steelers VP of Football and Business Administration. Elliot Wolf, the Patriots Director of Scouting. Joe Shoon, if I said that wrong, I apologize. Bill's Assistant GM. Morocco Brown, the Colts Director of College Scouting. Ed, Ed Dodds, the Colts Assistant GM. Rex Hogan, the Jets Assistant GM. Glenn Cook, the Browns VP of Player Personnel. Rick Smith former GM, executive VP of football operations. And there's actually one that I forgot on here. It's Rand Carthen, the 49ers director of player personnel. So of those names, or if there's one that you have, that's not on that list. I'm going to call you DB. We already got AB. We already got JB. Got to have a DB. DB. That's, my, right that's, here, my, that's my nickname anyway, yes, man. Okay. Yeah. All, all right. Let's go. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. You, so you know you know I I'm, I'm going to tell you um cuz I saw the Ian Rappaport uh tweet earlier today. I was I was very happy with 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 them bringing Jeff Ireland in. Um I I am I I if 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 
if if if I'm the guy and 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 I'm and I'm in that room, that's the, probably the guy that I'm most excited about uh, coming in. And I'm and I, and I and I'm glad they did. You know, for him to be, you know, a Chicago guy, um, and for 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 his resume also, um, man, if we could get if we could get that guy through the door, and 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 that's not a knock on any of those other people on the list because I think there's there's some really good guys on that list too. But um, I, I I would man, I'm excited about Jeff Ireland. I understand that. And just so you know, Mr. Mo Beerman, my God, Peach Crown goes with anything in the world. It doesn't matter. You could put it in his wine. You could put it in my beer. Whatever's JB got, you could probably oh, throw you, it in there too. I so promise you. Somebody you just said it two, two, two comments ago. You know, I go with the bourbon. Bourbon, yes, sir. Yeah, that's our buddy Frank Marshall. Then we in here. go Another with great the member. bourbon. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going to do that right now, actually, as we speak. But so, JB, who do you have on this GM? So hire? pull up the list one more time because I want to do a little X's and O's type of thing with you guys real quick. I'm even going to go as far as to do that, and I'm going to give you the music again. How about that? Hey, hey, hey. We moving I can get it to roll back up in here again and get everything the way I want it. Here we go. All right. So when you look at this, obviously – you got a lot of really, really good names. Then you have a couple of names that put you in there like, I'm not sure who that is. So, obviously, I don't know if I really want anybody from the Jets. I don't know if I really want anybody from the Browns. And I don't want anybody too removed from the position. Although some people will say like a Lewis Riddick. And I, I do like the Lewis Riddick thought process. But Lewis Riddick is also eight years removed from the NFL. Yes. I do, Frank, thank you, Frank. I was liking, I, I like Omar Khan. I do like Omar Khan. The only problem, okay, maybe you can take it down. The only problem that I have a little bit, a little Wait, bit. That's why I keep that music going. Oh, that, that beat is real. It's, it's I love it. But me. Jeff Ireland at some point had to have worked in conjunction with Ryan Pace, right? That kind of w- makes me wonder. Do they have the same thought process? Are they almost the same cat? And if they are, I think I might want to steer away from that just a little bit. He's got to wow me. Yeah, he's got to really wow me in that interview because if he sounds like face, I don't. There you go, Frank. If Frank, he he's like my face, twin, not yours. Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> Keep going, but, JP. But if it's if it's anything. If his thought process is anything like Pace, man, that's going to pull up a bunch of red flags. Now, internally, we heard the name A.B. and I were talking earlier, Champ Kelly. Yes. That's oh, a, thank you for bringing that up. I completely forgot that name. I didn't That's a very that. interesting, intriguing name because not – okay, Champ Kelly's been around for a little bit. And for those that know a little bit about Champ Kelly, like, right, when you're the director of scouting, you work – hand-in-hand with GM, like, pissed. So how do we know, because it's been rumored, that the scouting personnel on the Bears have been in Ryan Pace's ears in the past about making certain moves, drafting certain players, and Pace just decided to go the other way, a la most notable Mitch Trubisky. Yes. So maybe there is something in the ranks of the Champ Kelly within the Bears organization that we really are not that fond of, or that we don't really not find, but that we don't, uh, we're not aware of. And maybe he's like this sleeper guy that if he comes in, he might just be what he just might be what we need. Yeah. 
Because right now, we don't need a name. We need production. I don't care if his name can be Kool-Aid Man. It needs to be somebody. Oh, yeah. Produced, okay? <laughs> He's got you, to I got it. I gotta get that clip. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know JB Allen. Let me let me let me run something by let me run something by you that 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 kind of came up in conversation. Um, okay, Dennis, we have thirty seconds. Okay, so th- let me just run something by you. So I'm let joking. me just ask you this: If Pace would have ne- if we, with the Trubisky pick, if he would have never gave up the the first round picks, right? With that, and then along with the Nagy hiring, but if Nagy would have just gave up being an OC and been a head coach after that second year. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would still have a job right now? I do. And, and we can end on that. I do. Both no, I was team. just joking with 30 seconds unless I'm oh, yeah. But the reason I personally say yes, and it's really, it's really because of these three simple reasons. When Matt Nagy took the job, he already had a quarterback in place, which was a quarterback he didn't want. Right. Right. It's no secret that they told him he did not want Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. He didn't. If you go back a year before, A.B., you remember this. They had Mike Glennon. John Fox didn't like. Yeah. This is not this was not the person that they were hoping to get. Then you look at other scenarios. I'll go to the 12 and 4 season. Ryan Pace gives you a championship caliber defense, right? Big fan, Joe. Everybody's going well, right? But then Nagy gets in his own way because you're down four or something left in the game. You're running your four-minute offense to drain the clock. It's third and two, and you don't give Jordan Howard the ball, and he's been falling forward for four or five yards. Ridiculous. Literally falling forward for four or five yards. I could have fell on that game. That's how good that that offensive line was pushing. That offensive line was pushing. Jordan Howard gets that first down. We don't see the double doink. True. That's yes. that's it. Well, the, and, and, and I, you know, and I think that's, you know, my, and I'm sure this is everybody's thought process too, but the arrogance of Nagy to have not run the ball the whole time he was there is just so depressing because there are games that we should have won if he just would have ran the damn ball. I just, was telling people the other day, the Chargers game. That's that's all we have to talk about. He had he had ample opportunity to move forward. He knew that his kicker was struggling. He knew what was going on, and instead he had to be the smartest guy in the room, as usual. And what happened? He ended up not being. And that was uh was he's a product of was that uh, Pinero? Yes. Joel Pinero? Yeah. Yeah. Eddie Pinero. Eddie yes. Pinero, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And he's he, He's always been, you know, a product of his own pride, and it's always his downfall. That's a lot of coaches go out like that. I understand that. But to do it time and time again and and understand that you have a pretty decent, uh, you know, assistant coaching staff around you, the fact that you don't utilize that more and you have to feel like you're the guy that makes all the good decisions. You're the guy who's making the place. You're the guy doing this all the time. And time and time again, it fails. What did I say in the beginning of the show? What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's what Nagy did. That's why he's gone. Matt Nagy showed you then. All it is for me. Too many people were worried about 
man, it's the last game of the season. I can't believe he's not running the ball on fourth and one. Hell, he showed you then. So in the playoffs, our buddy Mo Beerman run the ball. Our buddy Mo Beerman is right. That was his excuse. That's what his excuse was for it. I don't buy that for a red hot minute. Thank you, Mo. But come on, really? I don't. You, you have a bell cow for a running back. What and and, and you know and that's, that's the obvious. I'm getting fired up. <laughs> this is what I. This it's is a lot what the show is going to be about, man. This I, is what it's going to be about. Tom Brady would be one less ring short if you give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Agree. Same way. And and that's my whole point too. And and, and you know this this is my <sighs> other thing is is you have Montgomery who has never gotten gotten the ball consistently when he's been healthy. How do you not give this guy? How do you not have four games in a row where he gets the ball twenty to twenty five times? I mean, how does this? How, if, the man if that's has three and a half games and still rush for eight hundred plus yards on limited carries. He's the that's best offensive player on your team, and you take him out constantly. Whenever he has a good run, even this year, it was the same song and dance. He gets rolling. What's he do whenever we get down by the Let's 30? bring in Darren Williams. Let's bring in Damon. Da- yeah, Damon Williams. Let's go, Damon. Get in the game. Like, come on now. Like, stop with this. I mean, I right. like Khalil Herbert. I do. He I like told him. us. I think he's going to be a comparable backup. But my God, put in your best player to win the game. You play your best players to win the game. It's you not that hard to win the game. It's really. But not he that told hard. you and me and you. I didn't come here to run the pro. The, what do you say? The pro form, the I form. I, the I, I didn't form. come here to run the I. But but when it hasn't worked. When he has, okay. when do you when do you when do you get past yourself? And and, and again, this goes back to my whole naggy arrogance thing because I actually think he would if he would again if he would have just stopped being an OC after that second year and just been a head coach, he would probably still have a job right now. Yes, because he could have just delegated. Head coaching is not. This is the problem everyone has with this, and we're gonna get into this later about the entire coaching search. And I have something to really grind on on this because I've had a lot of Facebook uh, users in the Bears group kind of chime in about certain things. You're, I don't care if you're an offensive coordinator and you go to head coach, a defensive coordinator and you become head coach. It's not always about what position you coached. It is about delegation and holding people accountable and making sure that you're constantly on the button with your team and you know every aspect of what's going on and Matt Nagy fails to do that in multiple avenues and that's why I think just like you D if he gives that up and he maybe starts focusing on his team around him what's going on let Bill Laser, Bill freaking laser beam call the plays let the man do his job. He's not horrible at the job. Bill Lazor's probably the best coach they had in the room at all times. I heard a report today that Justin Fields checked out in the early this year mm. because he had no faith in Nagy. And it's hard to not believe that. But and I don't blame him. Game of the season, when they played Cleveland, what did he do to him? He put him in a bad situation, five-step drops the whole game, no tight end help, and you expect this kid to run an Andy Dalton offense without even getting first-team reps all season, and you're going to sit here and tell me 
that that's okay, and this is the guy that that we need going forward. He should have been fired last year. Another that's what we wanted, another but another quarterback happen. he didn't want. Another guy that he supposedly didn't want, Ryan Day, supposedly talked him and Ryan Pace into actually drafting Justin Fields, which thank God they did. Thank God they did, because we would have not ended up with a quarterback in the first round if we traded up. Yes, we did give up a first-round pick, but at the end of the day, I will take Justin Fields every day of the week. Every day of the week, and twice on Sunday. We have something for the future now, so let's go get it. Go get a comparable staff, but don't let Ted, don't let Teddy and and Georgie make these decisions anymore. Go get a football, go get a. I don't think there's anything magical about a so-called football czar. Go get one. Wake up. Okay. Wake up. That's all I got to say. Sorry, D, I don't mean to cut you off, man, but this is getting me fired up. The crown peach is hitting. <laughs> no, no. Look, man, I, I I get it. The 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 frustration is the frustration is definitely there with with, with everybody. Um, and, and you know, and I, and I definitely agree with you know the, the the use of how Justin was used this year. Just it, you know, when, when you the things that you saw that he did well with you know rollouts and bootlegs, you know, how, how do you not keep that keep that kind of stuff going? Yes. Um, because that's not who he wanted to succeed for his name. Do because right. that scheme doesn't necessarily fit his bill. Okay, look at I and I bring this name up a thousand times, and I'm going to bring it up a lot tonight. Look at John Harbaugh. Look what John Harbaugh did. He went from Joe Flacco, who is a complete statue, and in the same season, same season, Lamar Jackson in the same season, he didn't he didn't have a whole off season where 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 he geared up plays for him. He knew coming in that he had a Lamar Jackson. He had a plan for Lamar Jackson. Granted, it was a little earlier than he wanted, but he came in the, he came in that season and he built an offense around him because he knew that he was going to play eventually. He knew what was going to happen. And Matt Nagy says at the end of the year, after it doesn't matter anymore, he comes out and says this. He comes out, D, and he says, well, the plan was to sit Justin all year, but you didn't. You but didn't. You did. Why? Yeah. If you were going to sit him all year, then sit him all year and put Nick Foles at number two. I'm not saying that that's the best scenario. I'm saying that whenever you have a plan, have it with conviction and stick to it. Don't go upstairs. Don't go to Georgie and go, hey, Georgie, what do you think about me starting Justin Fields? Don't do that. Stick with your plan. No matter what us as fans or media guys, what anyone says, have a plan and stick with it. I think it would be a better warranted i think we would have understood it better if he would have went that route i know people wanted justin fields i get it we all did but at the end of the day if he's not ready don't play him if your offensive scheme doesn't fit him then don't fucking play him that's all it is and it's so i don't understand why this is such a hard concept doesn't anyone notice this i feel like i'm taking crazy pills and that's all I have on my rant. I'm done ranting. I'm sorry, D. But man, it was great talking to you, man. But we got to keep the show rolling. Dennis, stay in touch, brother. Good talking hey, to you. No, no, no. We did it, man. But we will have you back in, man. Awesome conversation. Thanks for coming in. Hey, hey, Alan, Alan, just don't forget to tell your Olin Crude story because I, I need to hear that. I will. That will be so. Our last segment tonight is going to be about Olin Cruz. If you haven't heard, um, 
some of the ESPN uh, 1000 guys were talking about it. I heard it from them, um, but I will definitely let everybody know why I think this stems from farther back than just these recent few years. But we'll get to that later. But, D, thanks for coming in, man. You guys have a good night. I appreciate y'all. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. That was our buddy, D, man. What a great guy. What a great guy. Love our fans coming in here. Killed it. And now, oh, boy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, boy. You better get ready for this. Y'all better just y'all better, y'all better put your suspenders on for this next guy because uh, he's he's coming in real hot. He wasn't somebody I expected to come in, but our boy, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> My buddy, Fat Mike, What's coming up, in baby? hot right now. What's up, Mike? What up? I like, I like how everybody has to take a sip of their drink before I come oh, on in. That's the reputation I want to have. Hey, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Because I know you're about to come 100% uncut, bro. That, that, that's the reputation I want to have, boys. That's the reputation I want to have. I want to make sure everybody fucking, woof. I got to get ready for this one. Let's take, let's take two gloves. This one. <laughs> let's take two gloves. No, I, I really loved what Dennis B. had to say, man. That guy, he, he brings his shit, man. I like that, dude. I, Alan, I know that you try to keep it PC here, but you're bringing me on, so. Well, you, know, you heard you, me cussing on here, so you he, know that it's He weird. already done fucked you know up. He already brought me on. on. You already done I'm close. I said, <laughs> B- hey, Mike, I said BS. I'm getting close. Yeah, you're getting close. You're starting, you're starting, you're starting, to, you're starting to outside that step box of the PC zone, JB. You better be <laughs> we really careful, We really need bud. to switch to somewhere where I got a seven-second dump because I got the... I got the button for it. Yeah, I just don't you can't have expect that shit out of me, though. I'm, I'm all over the goddamn place. You can't expect that out of me. I'll, I'll, I'll just fuck with you the entire time. No, right. but seriously, Dennis Dennis B brought on a lot of good shit, man. Yeah, and one thing I want to talk to you guys about, I want to reiterate what you guys were talking about with the GM search. All right, there's other guys that are out there. There's other guys that you didn't mention. Uh, Frank Marshall, my fucking man. I love this dude. I love Frank. Right. He's, but like, he's the best. We, we, there's. Morocco Brown. We just interviewed uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensah from Cleveland. Yes, um, yes. Uh, they're uh, on the list. Uh, Alan, you, you brought there. up uh, you brought up Ran uh, Carthen. All right, uh, Ed Dodds is a fucking major player in this whole entire thing. Omar Khan, yeah, I like Ian Ed Dodds. I like Ed, Dodds. I like Ed Dodds. There's there's a lot of good guys on that GM list that I would like to see be the Chicago Bears next GM. There really are. Uh, number one being honestly, no bullshit, all, all kidding aside guys. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this is I really, I really like Ed Dodds. I mean, he's the guy that noticed immediately, immediately Quentin Nelson wasn't a dude to pass up on. All right. And like, it, it, I, I, as much as that seems to be a no brainer and where it's, it's like, wrong, okay, I cannot wrong. fuck up this pick. It was I cannot, but that exact JB, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Go ahead. Man. Well, right before we do Mike. I have, I kind of have like a little bundle for you on yeah. this whole topic. So yeah. I want you to listen to this. And there's actually two parts to this that we're going to talk McCaskey, about. If it's I'm just going to sign off right now and eat a oh, bullet. Oh, you eat better my get ready. No, hold, hold, on, on, hold on. Hold Bye, on, Mike. George, I'm curious what your resistance is to the attempts to uh, uh, try a new model where uh, someone with a more sophisticated football background would oversee the general manager position. Um, thank you, Dan, for that question. In our structure, it's the general manager who has ultimate football authority and oversight over, over the entire football operations, uh, different structures, different work for different teams and different sports. 
we think this is the structure that will work best for us. So, Mike, I'm putting you on the dial first on this. So yep. do you think, based on what we've seen, our our entire existence of watching this team right. and the names that we've seen thrown around mm-hmm. in these past few weeks, do you think there's a shot that they might get this GM thing right? Listen, it's it, it, it's like shooting a longbow in a barrel of fish, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it, honestly, right now there's a lot of good candidates that are out there. And they could they could really fuck this up, all right. But like like you just said, Alan, in the last thirty years, man, the last thirty years we've had eight winning seasons, eight, eight, yeah, eight, eight, eight winning seasons. That's not good enough. I'm not talking about fifty fifty seasons. I'm not talking where you're eight and eight. I'm not talking that. I'm talking. Thank God, there's no seasons. such thing as fifty fifty seasons anymore. That's the one thing about this whole. 17 right. game that right. I love is joking. that we don't have, we don't get to hear that excuse that oh we didn't have a losing season shit we're never going to hear that again that old BS never, <laughs> it's, done. it's all bullshit it's all bullshit so okay so outside of the eight and eight seasons the Bears have had eight winning seasons in the last thirty years since 1992 the Bears have had eight winning seasons now in that little clip that you just played the one thing that intrigues me the most about that the one thing that makes me fired up even more is that George McCaskey says new model, new model. All right. That that's what, that's what I really hook my fucking teeth into. That's what, I mean, okay. New model, but you're still making the decision. Okay. Yeah. That that's what bothers me, Alan JB. That's what, that's what bothers me the most because when it boils down to it, who's making the ultimate decision, who's making the ultimate hire. It's this dude. Whatever Our buddy Frank Marshall chimed in real quick and hey, said, I like punch him through the screen after hearing that. Hey, George, whatever decision you make, do the yeah, opposite. Do the opposite, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name a name, but I was talking to a, uh, uh, I was talking to a two five, a two five seven or nine, two five seven nine or thirty two sportscaster mm-hmm. over the last couple of days. And I said the same thing to him. He asked me if I said the same thing that I said to you guys tonight, that Virginia McCaskey needs a McCasket. And he's like, did you seriously say that? I was like, yes, definitely, 100%. Because without that happening, the Bears are going to stay stagnant. Uh, honestly, George McCaskey is going to sit there and ask his mother, 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 did I do good, mother? Did I do good? Mother, yeah, mother like, 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 that's May where have it's another, right mom. now. Yeah, mom, mom, did I do good? Am I grounded? Am I grounded? Mother, mother, you know, like that. That's where it's at. All right, but right, like, Mo Beerman. There might yeah, be 18. I love Mo Beerman. Mo Beerman. Yeah, that's, that's, he's that's, the man. That's, all right, that, you know what that is. That's so, oh, like, yeah. it's all like, money, guys. It's all money. And it they, is. They, like, it I is. saw, I saw a comment over by our guy here on 1252 over, uh, Harry the Greek comment. Yeah. Oh, Harry, I missed that one. Harry, yeah, hold on. Harry brought it up or a little bit earlier. The Bears are going to hire the cheapest guy. And that's exactly where I think they're going to fall. And I think the cheapest guy, thank you, right there. All I know for sure is they will choose the least expensive option, just my opinion. And you know what? Harry Berg, Harry the Greek is not far off the fucking, not not far off the reservation on this one, man. You know who I see being the next Chicago Bears head coach? Honestly, me sitting here today on January 13th, 2022 at 814 p.m. Central Standard Time. I firmly believe that the next Chicago Bears head coach will be Doug Peterson. Oh, 
Oh, you went head coach. I thought you were going GM. You, hey, no, I'm saying head coach. I was expecting I, you to say Leslie Frazier, honestly. No, no, no I'm Peterson. saying Doug Peterson. I'm saying Doug Peterson. And you know what? I'm not, I I'm not, understand I'm why not pissed off about it. But the thing that I'm going to be pissed off about the most, guys, is that they're going to hire Doug Peterson before they hire a GM. I already and, feel like – I already feel – go ahead, play the cue. Funny that you say that, Mike. Well, well play the cue. I know you got it. I know we you can get into up. that a little bit later because we're going to talk. Before you play the cue, though, I, I, I have to ask. We can continue this before I even get to the cue. Just thank you. Because yeah. real proceed, quick, Mike. proceed. Yeah, go ahead, JB. What's up, man? He he recently won a Super Bowl. Yes, but there's a reason that you get rid of a guy a year and a half after he won a Super Bowl. You just don't let those guys go. And I will say that I got two words for that. Cover zero. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cover zero. That's why Doug Not Peterson wrong. lost his job. I think he wanted out of Philly just as much as Philly wanted to get rid of him. And he could have. You know what? But he didn't do himself any favors either. Because allow me to say this, and you all know this, but I'm talking for the fans right now. Yep. Doug Peterson runs the Andy Dalton slash Matt Nagy. He runs that offense. Slash, slash, slash Nick Foles offense. He runs that offense. It doesn't work for Justin Fields. If they make it, and I get it because you can give him. You, you can probably give <laughs> him Jake Huston says he's going to jump off a cliff if that happens. No, Jake, Mike, Jake, you're you better than that, give, Jake. Come on. Come you can on. probably give Doug Peterson four years, $12 million. I think you can get Doug Peterson on the super chief. I think you can get Doug Peterson for four years, $9 million. And a bag of crackers. Yeah, yeah. And, and a bag of animal crackers, right. <laughs> you know, bears and eagles combined in that animal bag of crackers. Right. I think you'll hop on board. You know what's hilarious about that whole thing is that the irony of the fact that he was hanging out at the Bears facility when Matt Nagy was the coach. And he might literally well, take Nagy his brought job. him in. Nagy brought him in for for quarterback coaching. Because he, he, he needs somebody because he's not he's not comparable enough to do himself. He can't do the job himself, so he's got to find. Oh well, I used to be with Andy Reid, so maybe I can find another guy from Andy Reid that can help me. Oh, why not Doug Peterson? Br- bring up bring up old boys. Last quote. What did he say there? You wanted to hear your top three choices. My top three head coach choices hit well, me. Why don't we of- get to my? All right, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. We'll come back to that. We're pushing down the road a little quick. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, uh, oh, wait. God damn it, I keep doing that tonight. Keep on let's crickets, man. let's the reel it back real quick, guys. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get to that, I promise you guys. So, Mike, GMs, yeah. GMs right now. That's the question. You already kind of answered the first part of it. Who do you want for GM going forward if you got the pick? If seriously, if it was me, all right, if it was me, first off, I would do something completely different than what the Bears have already doing. All right. I wouldn't have brought in Bill Polian, Polian, who's 79 years old and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. All right. The best thing that Bill Polian's ever done was draft Peyton Manning over Ryan Leaf. All right. Let's, let's be honest that's it, here. That's the easiest move you've ever right, made. Exactly. Like, I could have done that. That's, that's between, that's one of those decisions where it's like, oh, should I fart or should, is this a shit? Like it's one of those decisions. I know you it's get not a turtle head poking it, through. It's a complex, it it's a complex question when you <laughs> ask that question in your head. Is yeah. this a fart or is this a shit? But he nailed it. Better it was a fart. A he, head, he, ended, he, he ended up getting Peyton Manning. All right. So I mean, there we go. And then he ends up hiring Tony Dungy and stuff like that. Go along the line. He, he built a great team. All right. But outside of that, he brought Buffalo to four Super Bowls. Didn't win Dick. All right. Let, let's get real here. All right. Let's get real. All right. Granted that of oh, that Buffalo team. 
they ran into some buzz saws. Let's not kid ourselves. JB, you know who they played. Alan, you know who they played. San Francisco's not a San Francisco and Dallas are not 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 easy goal. Cowboys about. were not scrubs back right. then. Or the Redskins. Or the Redskins, exactly. Let's get real here. I mean, let's get real. So, I mean, Bill Polian, I don't think, is the guy for you. But does he have an actual – the question I keep on asking myself over and over, Alan, JB, the question I keep on asking myself over and over and over again, is Bill Polian revelant in today's NFL? No. That's what I keep on asking myself. No. no. It's like, it's okay, okay. So 10 years ago, you can even go back further because that's the last time he was an actual fucking legitimate hitter in the NFL is when he drafted Peyton Manning. That's how long ago, guys. That's 20 years ago, 1998. Right, 1998 is when Peyton Manning was drafted. There you go, Dark Spectre. And and keep in mind, too, Bill Polian kind of fell off the map because he was doing a lot of NFL shows. Then he just right. disappeared. Then he well, said he that Lamar Jackson was a wide receiver, and then yeah. he also said Chad Kelly was the best right. quarterback in the, in the 2017 draft. draft. And you then, gotta be fucking kidding me! Nothing. Again, nothing. What, what's Chad Kelly doing right now? I think pretty much I, I, Chad Try Kelly. I, I just took his. I just took his application at the Watsika Car Wash. Is what Chad Kelly's doing right now? Really? Yeah, he's going to be washing. He's going to be yeah. washing fucking Buicks and F 150s well, down hey, there. But the car wash down the road. I'm going to go say hi to him and yeah. ask him about, about, about the nepotism, though. He's Jim Kelly's nephew, cousin, yeah. whatever. And Bill Polian put that Jim Kelly team together. He's going to say that. Right. Honor his friends. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. He's going to. He's going to blow like what, what he knows. I know. Too. But I like do. Bill Polian, does it? Does he have what it takes? To Here's be relevant you, in today's NFL. Now you can go back, go back five years, guys. Is today's NFL different from five years ago NFL? Yes. Yes. And guess what, Mike? Five years from now, it's, it's going to be, be different, different again. again. Yeah, that, so it's going to be different. You have to have you have to hire a guy who's going to be able to adjust the change. Alan, you're yeah. fucking nailing it right on the head. You hit it right I, on the head. It's not that hard. Like. You have to adapt to today's game. And guess what? It's always evolving. Right. What happens back, what, 10, 15 years ago? Running back, running back, running back. And then you mold the passing game in. West Coast offense comes back. Spread offense comes in. What's going to happen? Guys like Derrick Henry and them. Oh, all of a sudden, the Tennessee Titans are world beaters because they have something that was relevant in the 90s. Right. Because they have a big running back who can run the fucking rock. The NFL uh, retreads itself. After I, I, read, I read an article today, guys. I read an article today, and uh, I don't mean to cut you off. I read an article no, today. No. I, w- I was balls deep in this article, okay? And it was about Josh McDaniels and the New England Patriots and how he revolutionized the game that we see today, okay? I'm, listen. Now listen, JB. Listen, all right? Josh McDaniels was doing things in the, on the 07, 08, 09, 2010 Patriots that teams looked at like, what are you fucking doing putting your tight end in motion? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Why are you running a constant three wide receiver? What are you doing? A three wide receiver with a tight end in motion. What are you doing? And now you look at today's NFL. This is what, 2007, 2008, 2009. That's, that's 12 years ago. You look at all these successful teams in the NFL right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, these high-powered offenses, Kansas City, Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay. They're all doing the same shit that Josh McDaniels fucking started. 
Yes. And that's why Josh McDaniels is a hot hit right now today. And um, why everybody wants to interview this man. I, well, I, I haven't seen, I did a little, uh, little searching today. I haven't seen him on anybody's list right now for head coaching. Which is ridiculous. Right now. It is. But it is. As you want to give Josh McDaniels his credit, which I'm not saying he's not a, he's a great OC. But I can take you back to 97, 98, when Shannon Sharp was doing that same thing with the Denver Broncos. Yes, yeah. I can take you yeah, back in the 70s kind of and early 80s when Air Coriel had Keller yeah. Winslow yeah. isolated doing some of those similar things. So let's yeah. not say that he's the innovator of greatness for the tight end position. He's not the innovator, but he's not the he innovator, knew. but he made it progress into what yes. it is today. I think he used it in a time where it was not noticed. Well, and we all know that nowadays, and whenever whenever he started doing that, that's when tight ends were like really starting to be hot in right. the NFL as as a pass option. Guys. Well, I think that's when they came so back as a pass. He just option. kind of he just kind of took their mold and brought it into this entire you know. Because he worked an offense around a tight end, and yes. he realized what he had up there in Gronkowski. But you cannot. True enough, but you cannot tell me prior to that, the Tony Gonzalez's. Listen, listen, I'm not shitting on Tony G. Tony G. Tony G. No, I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying this is not. Okay, this is PlayStation 2 that you created and made PlayStation 3. Right. Yes. That's a great analogy. You just enhanced enhanced it. So that's why I said I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause on giving him the utmost evolutionary credit. What you just said, said, I'm going to hold you to. It's like going from PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3, and that's all you did was quote Chris unquote, Cooley. There's a name enhance from it. Our buddy Adam here says Chris Cooley. Yeah. Washington old tight end. That's yeah. another great example. I mean, I'm gonna Cooley. I'm gonna name one right now who was completely off the fucking map in the in the middle two thousands, from two thousand to two thousand ten, two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. Antonio Gates. Absolutely. Oh hell yeah! He's the one that broke the fucking mold for guys like Jimmy Graham and guys like Travis hey, Kelsey. The basketball player, basketball power forward, yeah, right. Go go ahead and throw a guy who's six eight, two hundred and sixty five pounds, and line him up against a small linebacker at the time because everybody was trying to be fast on defense. Yeah, how many times did Antonio Gates fucking rip up the Indianapolis Colts because the Colts thought it was smart to have fast linebackers instead of instead of Hard-hitting linebacker. No size. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And, no size. Exactly. I mean, and, let's break it down, guys. I mean, Antonio Gates transitioned the entire NFL. Alan, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Well, I was just going to bring up Oliver here. Oliver crashed and burned in Denver. Oliver got rid of Jake – or Oliver got rid of Jake. I can't say crash and burn. He got rid of Jay Cutler, and they didn't have a plan after Jay Cutler. That's the problem. He had – he didn't want to work with Jay Cutler. I get it. I I mean, at the time he was a hothead. They had they had problems with Brandon Marshall. I get all that, but he didn't really get enough time to gel with that. He had Tim Tebow, who was just a insane problem from day well, one. Well, actually, I, I want to say Tim Tebow was not the starter. Tim no. Tebow came in. It was greasy, wasn't it? Might be right. I'm no, going to take your advice so. on Lord. that. Well, I remember, Greasy that. ended up coming to the Bears. I can't remember right now. But I'd have to look. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not a great part on that. Can. He, 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 hey, guess who had more touchdowns this, this year? I got a question for you guys. Who had more touchdowns this year? Adam Shaheen from preseason to the end of the season. Who had more touchdowns? Adam Shaheen or Cole Komet? Adam, Adam Shaheen, Shaheen. Absolutely. 
That's he's in Miami. Sad. Progressive offense. That guy hasn't played since week two. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played since week two, and he has more touchdowns than Cole Komet. Yep. Okay, Orton. Orton was the guy. Okay, that's what Thank we got. That's Thank what you, was. Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. We appreciate it. But still, he didn't have any set plan after that, and that was his downfall is that he had guys like Tebow. He had Orton, who's a decent guy, but he's not the kind of you know offensive guru who wants a quarterback like that. He wants a real quarterback. I was actually scratching my head when he traded Jay Cutler to us. I thought that was kind of off, but we're going to get back to the GM talk. Damn it, we're getting the coaches after. I promise you this. I know, I'm sorry. JB, GM, pick one. I'm I'm not gonna do the I'm I'm not gonna do the popular thing and just promote Lewis Riddick. I'm not. Thank you. I told you before, I like what Ed Dodds does because he builds his line first. And we just talked to Curtis Conway, who told us, what do you do? You build your line. You build your trenches first. A wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wide receiver. God damn it, dude. God but damn it. This week, is week. the same fucking thing I've been saying for years. You think of and anybody, a wide receiver. Son of a bitch. JB, I love wide you. receiver says that. I mean, <laughs> wide receivers are divas at heart. Listen. And the fact that he comes on our our show and says that. It, it 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 blew all of our minds. You know Mike? what's fucking sad though, Alan, is that guys like JB and I can sit here and look at the Chicago Bears team and realize where they're lacking. All right, and there's tens of thousands of people playing fucking Madden right now that are running the Bears organization better than the McCaskies are. What? All right, and that's legit. <laughs> all right, that's I, fucking legit. Me too. Yeah, me too. I actually played. That's by what the I rules did this too. last year. Like, I drafted some fucking offensive linemen. All I right, actually played by like, the rules. And like, the that's what it boils down to. Ed Dodds is definitely the guy that I wanted. JB, I'm glad that you – know, hey, man, two great minds think alike. Two Absolutely. great minds think alike. And I do, and I do my homework. <laughs> yeah, it, well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's fucking stupid, man. It, what it boils down to is this. He's not afraid to make the shoe-in pick. The shoe-in pick. All right? Leonard Floyd was not that shoe-in pick. All right? But I tell you what, Roquan Smith was. Roquan was – right. Roquan was. Leonard Roquan was a fucking shoe-in. Leonard Floyd was hot mostly because of the bowl game, if you remember. Yeah, no, I get it. But Roquan, if you boil it down, Roquan Smith's get off, off the ball, off the The whole season was Roquan. Exactly. Leonard Floyd was not that dude. But remember, so so let's go back that same because when you first came on, Mike, you spoke of Quentin Nelson. We're not going to talk about Eddie Jackson because I want to trade his ass. Fuck that dude. We don't want to. How you doing, Adam? Um, Adam, I'll get kicked off the goddamn show real quick if we start talking about Eddie Jackson. That fucking world. Adam, then we're not talking about Bojacks. No Bojacks. Oh my god, I'm already (laughs) pissed off now. You brought that comment up. I'm ready to get kicked off this fucking show. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna reel you (laughs) back in, Mike. I'm gonna reel you back in, Mike. You're gonna love this one. Come on back. Now remember that draft, Quentin Nelson. We actually did draft Roquan that draft. Yes. But earlier on, I want to say the Colts had the fourth pick, and we had the fifth pick, I believe. No, Roquan was like seven or eight. Yeah, Roquan was like Uh, five or six. Eight. 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 Right, because Quentin Nelson was like five or six. Roquan ended up going at four or five, something like that. No, I'm sorry. Baker was one. No, Baker was one. Saquon was two. I'm telling you, Roquan was like seven or eight. I'm telling you. No, I'm saying, no, that's what I'm saying. Roquan was eight. Yeah, and say I mean, and Quentin Nelson was like five or six. I promise you. 
He was no, that's what I'm saying. He was he was he was he was before the Bears. Right. No, no. I, what I'm saying is that year, like those are no brainers. What I'm saying is right. Like those are picks that fall in your lap. Like if I don't take this guy, I'm an idiot. Right. Quentin Nelson, Nelson could have went top top three. Quentin Nelson opinion. was was drafted sixth. I told you he was. I, 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 going on like right now. Somebody's calling you. It's the 2018 NFL draft. I just I remember the top oh. ten pretty well, but that's what I'm saying. Like Baker, it was Baker, the top ten Saquon, go Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, and, Denzel Ward, yeah, Ward, Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson at six, Josh Allen at seven, Roquan yep. Smith at Quan eight. eight. Yep. yep. And Quentin Nelson arguably could have went one, two, or three, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, God forbid, could you imagine if we drafted fucking if we could if we drafted Sam Darnold or Bradley Chubb? I mean, I like Bradley Chubb. But but not better than Roquan. Roquan Smith. Not better than Roquan. And and let me say this. I never liked Sam Donald yeah. at USC. He turned the ball over too much. You know, I'm I've never been big you, you, on you, any you, USC quarterback. How can you trust Let's a not USC even just like sing yeah, Thank exactly. You. Let's not single out just him. Like, look at the pass with that Matt Liner. I thought I actually He's thought Matt Liner was Matt Liner. Liner. No, I, 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 I never was. Like I, 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 I thought he was just a guy. I Two mean, years in a row, I fell for it. Yeah, it's, for it. I've I've never been blown away by anyone that that's come out in the draft. Butt fumble, we know about well, butt first fumble. First off, is this first off? I don't trust head, any you know? lefty quarterbacks. All right, whether it be yes, left, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, uh, I guarantee you trust two. I guarantee you trust two. I trust the Eagles, Mike Vick. The Eagles, and Steve first. Young. Well, yeah, and well, Steve Mike Young. Vick was a different fucking Mike the Vick. Eagles, was a Steve different Young, monster you don't trust Steve Young. Y'all trust Steve Young? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't trust yeah, Steve Young. Dude, shut up. <laughs> I can take you I back to Tampa Bay. Steve Young was like that. Just like I didn't trust Mark Brunel. Okay, name, no, name, your top, name your top five left-handed quarterbacks. I guarantee Steve? you they're the same as everybody's because it's the only fucking five left-handed quarterbacks that ever played in the NFL. I don't even know if I remember five. <laughs> well, we just <laughs> named four of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I okay, guess, so yeah. Mike Vick is obviously number one. No, Steve, Steve Young, Young number, number one. I would still, I would take Mike Vick ten out of ten times over Steve Young. Of course you would. I don't care if he's fighting pitbulls or not. I don't give a flying frog's fat green ass. I don't give a fuck what he's doing. Oh my god, Oliver brought up. Hey, did you guys just see Oliver brought up Vince Evans? That was Vince like seventy seven. That was a long oh time god. ago. I'm surprised. Jesus Christ, yeah. Oliver's okay. with the knowledge tonight. Oliver, Oliver going back on the fucking stat sheet, finding Oliver. He's finding that going dude. back on Jesus Oregon Christ. Trail times, man. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but no, so Good I'm, Lord. all right. Like, we got to reel it back. We got to reel it back. <laughs> We're getting, we're going crazy. I love to talk, though. I, I honestly do. But GMs, I have a couple more names for you guys. I do. Hey, Bill, that was my sleeper, man. Snake Stabler, yes, sir. <laughs> Obviously, Snake Stabler is it, and Fran Frank Darkinson. Fran, Good sorry, Lord. yeah. Fran, was Fran? No, was Fran left-handed? I, don't, I, I thought Fran was right-handed. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I wasn't. All, all hey, Snake was a jerk off. Snake was a problem. Yes, he was. Snake was a problem. Yes, but okay, so I have a few names for you guys that I kind of considered that I like for this job. Obviously, we've already talked about some of them here. Omar Khan. It's I'm a, not mad at Omar Khan. I'm it's not a mad pretty at significant Steelers, name. I'm not mad at that. We've got Rick Smith. Rick Smith is a guy that I'm really considering. I don't care. I, I know JB's got the, uh, I don't yeah. know kind of look. 
But Rick Smith built some amazing things in Houston whenever Houston was just considered basically a franchise where they were an afterthought. They came in. They no, built they things there. I was actually considering Rick Smith for more of a president of football operations role because he's done those kinds of things before. That, he was BP there. Right, he, that's what I was thinking. He was there. So why not bring in a guy well, like no, no, that? No, because remember, We've been preaching all show, J.B. We've been they made Bill O'Brien all... coach GM. So Rick Smith is a president I like. But he was GM before that. And, and, they, the and they, they bumped him up for some for Bill O'Brien. Don't get me started. For Bill, yeah, come on. But <laughs> You guys are sitting Sorry, there shitting man. on Bill O'Brien, and I, I wouldn't mind Bill O'Brien. As a coach? Not as a coach, not as a coach, but as, as, as going for like towards like the GM role almost. He traded DeAndre Hopkins because yeah, he didn't you know like why? Do you know cracker. why he did, JB? Do you know why he did? Did you, have you read the reports on that? Oh, I heard one report from one source that played pro football and was like, he basically said, "Hey man, you fucking up the chemistry. Tell let Deshaun do what he want to do and throw us the ball." As exactly, was righty. Thank you. Oh, exactly. Thank you. So the report that's out on Bill O'Brien right now. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Alan. No, no, no. I was just, I was just saying what Bill said. Bobby Douglas. So, so the report that was out on Bill O'Brien is that he was he was in talks with 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 management before they got everything going throughout that year, and it, it, he was supposed to get a contract extension and he was supposed to get a pay raise and yada yada yada. And at this point, he had already had the GM responsibility of the uh, of the of the of the Houston Texans, and they fucked him. They said, Nah, not yet. Not yet. And then that offseason, he's like, all right, cool. Deuces, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to trade you for a beat-up, broken-down, ACL, MCL, torn David Johnson. Deuces. I didn't like that. I don't like that either. But listen, you and I, you, I, Alan, we're all in there for ourselves, man. And You can't blame Bill O'Brien for that. That guy brought that team out of five years, brought them to the playoffs in a tough division at that time was Absolutely. Andrew Luck. With the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars three kicking times? ass three times three to times the playoffs. Three times in five years he brought that shit squad to the fucking playoffs. And who with, helped him build that team? With zero yes. running back. With zero running back. Can you name well, the running well, back no, of those no, no, teams? No, because they did have Arian Foster. Yeah, no, nope. No, they did Arian not. No, I said earlier on, Arian Foster did kind of bring them a little bit of credibility. Or maybe the first year. Maybe the first year. But Arian Foster was gone after that second year. He was already he got hurt. And remember, down. he got hurt and he never came back. Exactly. He was beat up, broken down. So you're seriously relying on Deshaun Watson and fucking Will Fuller. And after that second year, he got rid of Andre Johnson. Yeah. So you're telling me with no – Brian Cushing was out with fucking CTE. Yeah. That guy's brains are scrambled like eggs for crying out loud. I liked loud. him too, All man. Right. J.J. Watt – okay, yeah, J.J. Watt is a fucking stellar dude, man. But he cannot – he's not that guy that can completely transform your entire team and I'll bring take. you to the playoffs every single year. I'll I take. Know, I, I, I would brother, take J.J. Watt in a fucking second. His I brother's like, better than him. And he's he's not be that dude, though, Alan. He's not that. He's not a guy that, like, he's not like Sean Merriman knows years of San Diego, why oh, San no. Diego was a legit defense. All right? He, he like J.J. Watt's fantastic. I'm not going to sit there and sit on the guy. Three-time defensive player of the year. Right, yeah, no, I'm not going to sit there and shit on the dude. But Bill O'Brien took that here, team. Troy. Three times to the playoffs in five years. Yeah. And, he and a lot had of people are shitting all over Bill O'Brien. And he had if a Nick Saban thought he guy. was a fucking shithead, if Nick Saban thought he was a shithead, he would not be part of the Alabama football squad. Not true. Lane Kiffin. Lane. 
Well, Lane Kiffin's a jerk off, but Lane Kiffin did good you too. Know, hey, Mike, come but, on. No, no, but Lane Kiffin did did his job too down there in, in Alabama. We never said they didn't do their job, but the thing is this: when you have okay, let's say you have moderate success, because that's what we're gonna call Houston those three out of five years. Moderate success. That's not moderate success. Mean? That's above that's above average, JB. I dark spectre here on that. JJ Watt's better than lights out, Mike. I'm 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 sorry. I can't get down with that. No, listen, I'm not saying that he's not lights out. I'm saying he's not a guy that can completely if you have JJ, you okay, plug in JJ Watt on this Bears team. On this Bears team right now. The Bears make the playoffs. No, he gets no, out because he's not gonna be healthy. That's what I'm he's saying. Hurt. Okay, put okay, let me let me rephrase that question. And if you put, put lights Watt out in this prime. team, he's gonna be JJ Watt too. in his prime on this Bears defense. Do they make the playoffs? Oh, absolutely. No fucking way. Yes. With Andy Dalton, three man rotation of Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, not this year, not this year, not this year, not this year. I'm serious, dude. Not this year, Alan. Serious, that's my opinion. Maybe last year when Quinn was kind of, maybe. Yeah, because they went eight and eight with a healthy Mac for the most part. Yeah, maybe possibly. This year, absolutely fucking way. So okay, so Rick Smith, we've kind of touched on him. He's a guy that. I think he can come in. He can be a comparable GM. I think he's got the credentials. He's been there. He's done that. Another name, Elliot, Elliot Smith. Or Elliot Smith. Elliot Wolf. Sorry, yeah. guys. Elliot Wolf. Ron Wolf's son. Ron Wolf Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, 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 GM. Well, that's all you had to say. You're calling the Wolf? The Shit, Wolf. That's all so, you had to say. So this kid has been with the Saints organization whenever they brought in Drew Brees. He he was with the Cleveland Browns. They brought in some real comparable guys. I believe eighteen and nineteen. He was there. He was assistant GM, and so now after you pace. got him running director for Bill Belichick. He's a consultant for him. He's obviously a name that needs to be thrown in this conversation, guys. I'm not saying he's not. I, I but no, definitely. I, I'm leery of Patriot personnel. Only for this fact. How much of that is actually the Patriot way and Bill Belichick? Or how much of it is the innovation of a, of, of them giving themselves to Bill Belichick and him just running with it? That's the only reason. And I'm not saying anybody, like, I'm not trying to bring up coaches, but I'll just give this tidbit because some people don't know. Ryan Flores comes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. He's got like four Super Bowls as a, uh, he's on the staff. Yeah, with the Patriots. So we know the Patriot way, Bill Belichick way, it does work. But like we've seen with the Andy Reid tree, as we've seen with the Saints tree, if it's not Sean Payton, does it really work? And that's what we don't know. But this kid's been around to other organizations and has succeeded in other organizations. It's not just there. He's only been there, I believe, since 2019, if I'm right. I'm not 100% on that. So is it him? Or is it his father? I don't think that's his father, JB. He his father could he was be with the Packers for years and he, he ran director, you know, there. He he's done a lot of jobs. He's had a lot of different hats and he's worn them all where and well and he's gotten promoted most places he's went. So well that's what I'm saying. Like I I'm not I'm not saying I'm not doubting his credentials and his journey. All I'm saying is, is it really him? Or is his father still very prevalent? In what's I mean, going his on? dad's like a fucking eighty something. He's like so no is Polian. fucking Bill Polian. 
So is Jerry Jones. I think he might be a consultant. <laughs> Mike, guess, but again, guess, even if he is, okay, great. Bring him in. You got a free consultant right there. A Hall of Fame free consultant. I'd rather, at, at, at I'd rather have Ron Wolf as my consultant than Bill Pullman. Yeah, I'm just put it out. And I'm, so, I'm, I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote this, guys. If I'm not curt with you, it's because time is a factor. I think fast, I talk fast, and I need you guys to act fast. If you want to get out of this mess, so pretty please with sugar on top, clean the fucking car. You guys, any have any idea what that's from? Pulp Fiction, The Wolf. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, The Wolf. And that's the fucking guy I want. Elliot Wolf is. If it was in my personal opinion. I am PO, my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, I would love to have Elliot Wolf here be our next GM. Yes. I it's really not would. not a bad choice. Outside of Elliot Wolf, I, I like outside of Elliot Wolf, I want Ed I like Dodd. It. If you don't I, fucking I, hit I on those two it. guys, like it's it. a fucking failure. Go ahead, that, that's what we were saying, Mo. Ron Wolf, if you don't know Ron Wolf, you ain't been paying attention to football for mm-hmm. years. Because, especially as a Bears fan, because we were subject to him for years. Correct. Correct. With the Packers drafting Red Far, having championship teams, beating us into the ground year after year after year. You knew his name well. And the second I heard his kid was available and I've seen his track record, that's a name that you have to bring in. Even if you're bringing him in just to get his perspective on how to run an organization correctly, that's a name that has to be thrown in there. It has to. Consult, Ron Wolf is a great consult. Hall of Fame GM. He's going to have his, his ear all the time. Why not bring him in? Rick Smith, to me, right. is another home run hit for me. Like, these these three names, Omar Khan, you can't beat his credentials with the Steelers. He, he's done amazing things. And he's been in the position for quite some time. He's also run the business and football administrations for them for years. So guess what? He knows both sides of the coin. He knows the business aspect. He knows the football aspect. And what better – Another guy who I would have thought would have been a good president. And you're going to bring him as a GM who is going to have Georgie's ear and go, Georgie, you got to do this. Georgie, you got to like maybe the fact that that they're starting to report to to Georgie is a good thing because maybe Georgie is going to hear these football guys and understand what needs to go on with his organization going forward if he wants to succeed for a longevity you know, for a long period of time. That's the only way this is going to work. And I'm excited about them going to him because I don't want him going to, to Teddy anymore. I'm done with Teddy. Oh, so, so again, let's be real, real clear. Whoever the next person is. No, has Troy, been told, we're going to get there. Don't worry. Whoever the next person is has been told they will report directly to George. Yes. That's press filler. That's bullshit. If you say, I'm that guy, you're paying me to run this team to make this work, I'm not reporting to you. I'm really just telling you what I'm doing. I'm not asking for permission. We need that guy, Mike. We need that guy. Well, right. we're going to talk about that. No, yeah, definitely. The guy that I think that's floating under the radar, guys, and you guys may shit all over me on this, and that's fine. I get it. I totally get it. If you guys shit there, sit there and completely bag on me on this, I, I listen. I wholeheartedly get it. But the Minnesota Vikings just fired Mike Zimmer. They just fired Rick Spielman. One I, dude I, I really like. Yeah, I, I'm, I, listen, 
You built a hell of a team. Mike Zimmer is a diehard. He's a Lockport fucking guy. Mike Zimmer is a Lockport guy. But Rick Spielman, what he's done up there in Minnesota, all right, besides giving fucking Kirk Cousins $84 million guaranteed, which pretty much put – I'm sorry, what did I say? I'm sorry, what did I say? George is a Ted. Oh, Oh, no. Besides giving Kirk Cousins – besides giving Kirk Cousins $84 million guaranteed, that was his only fuck up, all right? The guys had a an absolute monster draft history. I really look can back draft at it. He can. traded stuff. He can, he can draft well, wide, wide receivers. He traded Justin Jefferson this year. Justin Jefferson, Jeff Gladney, cornerback, has been played pretty good in 2020. They had two. Number, they had two first. Exactly. You go back in the second round. Ezra Cleveland, the third round. They got ended up getting. They, they ended up getting Christian Derisaw. Guys. You guys would don't understand is that that left side, that blind side of that offensive line is set up for the next fucking ten years easy if they can lock those guys up and Ezra Cleveland and in, as, as long as in, Darisol as in plays, Christian Darisol. I watched a lot of Darisol, you know, even against the Bears, he got beat a lot. I don't know if like he had some lingering issues or if he's going against Robert Quinn, who had 18 yeah, and a half sacks this year. I, I even saw other guys make him look silly. It wasn't just Robert Quinn. I saw other guys do the same thing to him. But most of Cousins' sacks in that game came off the right side. Yeah. Offensively, Angelo Blackson and them, they came off that side. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, well, so let's go throughout the list. Let's go out. Let's go out throughout the Cron Treadwell. 2000, uh, 2016 wide receiver. Xavier Rhodes, who's a fucking monster. He Herb was. Delvin Cook. Decent. All right. Alexander Madison. State. All right. You can keep on going and going and you going. brought in Harrison going. Smith, These guys too, who's found. a massive Northern, Notre Dame. Exactly. Harrison Smith is a yeah. fucking stud. Um, Anthony uh, Barr. Listen, I wouldn't be Anthony Barr, which is a guy that I was really high on out of UCLA. All right. Yeah. I wouldn't be pissed off if they went out and grabbed if they went out and grabbed Rick Spielman as their next GM. But I'm I don't think he's going to get it because it, I just think there's better guys out I there. I wouldn't hate it. I, but you know, he made one mistake, guys. He made one mistake. And that's and that a mistake big was fucking mistake. Guaranteed money. It is. It is. But is it as bad as fucking Ryan Pace drafting fucking Kevin no. White? And with the fourth no. overall fucking pick? With the fourth no. overall pick? Are you kidding me? The fourth, that's because back to that draft. somebody pull up that fucking draft. That's because Amari Cooper went right before him. That's that's the only reason matter. we ended it up with him. Amari Cooper went Kevin to the Raiders, White. and then he went after that. And I'm Kevin telling White, you, if, if the Raiders mess up in that and they don't draft a wide receiver, we would have had Amari Cooper. I guarantee you that. That's the guy everyone wanted. Anyway. But we're going to get the coaching, man. We're going to get the coaching. This this man. I know, but those those are three GMs that I would I would I would really like to yeah. have. Those three GMs like we just They're talked decent. about. Yeah. Elliot Wolf. Elliot I would like Wolf. to see Ed Dodds. Ed Dodds I Ed honestly Dodd believe isn't, isn't horrible, but the other guys on on this list, Mike, just have more track record than he does at this point. I'm not saying that he no, can't right. become you're that right. guy. I just know that these other like especially Rick Smith, like my God, like He's proven, and and he knows how to run an organization. How has Ed Dodds not done the same exact thing? Ed Dodds, so assistant GM, assistant. knowing what the fuck the draft, but assistant. knowing what the draft though. He wasn't a GM. He wasn't an exec, a, a, blah, 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 executive of 
right. or vice president right. of he was football vice president of football operations is what yes. he was. Right. I can't speak. But, but Bill yeah. O'Brien reported to him. Exactly. But that's like I'm naming guys that are literally guys that should be president of football operation candidates right. that you can get as a GM, Mike. That's no, why I'm picking these guys over. It's about experience no, dude, in a way in the NFL. Well, so, and Rick so, Smith is literally the only guy, the only guy who did not get fired from his job. He left because his wife had cancer. Well, what about Omar Khan? Omar Khan has been promoted and promoted and he, promoted. He's, he's, he got it out the mud, Omar Khan did. He's yes. been, that name has been circulating in Steelers for a long time. A while. But, let me ask you guys this. And before we move on to our next, I know we got to get a commercial. Yeah, that was stupid because Kittle went fell from to the fifth Shaheen round. over Kittle. Tariq Cohen over Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, We yeah. can keep going on that we draft. Going that 2017 on, draft solidified us to be shitty for years. Period. Period. Here, here, here's, here's my question to you guys right now. I know we got to get a commercial in. Right at that particular time, was it more relevant to hire the GM in place, like a like a former GM or the director of scouting who sees all the players. A former GM can come in and just say, I used to run a team and be a GM. But a director of scouting might see everybody. All right, JB, but hold on to that fo- uh, thought. So how many GMs do you think have had that role before though most gms have had some some type of scouting role most of the time most but we're talking about current everyone on our list has had that role in in some form and that's why let's go down let's go down the line alan bring that bring that list up again bring that list up again if you can because there's a couple of guys that I have on my list that I've written down over the last couple. There's Jeff Ireland, I don't want to see that fucking on. guy. Omar Khan, I like. Elliot Wolf, well, I we like. We know Ed Dodds used to be a director of. Uh, right, exactly. Elliot Wolf, I like. Joe Shu, and I like. Morocco Brown, Rex he- Rex Hogan, Glenn Cook, Rick Smith. But we got. We also have. Uh, the, there's the other names on there, Mike. Um, Ran Carthen. Yeah, Ran Carthen is a guy that was with. That's San Francisco. Nine. And yes. Quesi Adolfo Mensa, which yes. I mean, guys, that's, that's I, mean, I was like, eh. he's in Cleveland, but think about it, guys. Think about it. He's been part of a regime out there, all right, that brought in, okay, not only that he tried to up the offense, he's been part of a regime that's been trying to build Cleveland from the fucking cellar, okay, from the cellar. We all know we're sitting here in Chicago and we. Fucking three years ago, we were laughing hysterically at Cleveland on how bad they sucked. Mm-hmm. All right. Personally, my personal opinion, I, that was a team that I would take in Madden all the you time because they were terrible. I, right. I, I do have a hard on for Cleveland. You want to know why? Because <laughs> A, 1A, because of Joe Thomas. And I think he's the best offensive lineman that's ever touched the fucking field. And then I two, they've that. always sucked, they've always been terrible. So I always used to take the last place team and try to be. I can't, go oh Mike, I can't say I, I remember the Bernie Kosar years where they just barely missed going to the Super Bowl because of John Elway and a, and a fumble by yeah. Ernest Barner. Well, they and then and then man. and then whenever right before that they get relevant, what do they do? We're going to shoot the ball again. They so that Baltimore team in 2000 Baltimore. really should be the Cleveland championship. Yeah, but they're not, everything, though. They're not, though, are they? Everything that Baltimore no. is And then when they come now, back, when they come back, they were fucking garbage, and we Kim all Kim know Kim. it. All right? 
Tim Couch. Brendan Whedon. Oh. You remember that name? Brendan Whedon. Yeah, exactly. Okay. How, about, how about this? How about fucking drug addict Jimmy Manziel? <laughs> Johnny Manziel. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Exactly. Mistake on the lake. Oliver Chapman fucking hitting it right on the head. All right. Sure. But like, that's that's no bullshit, man. Like, but there's Questy, uh, Adolfo Mandolfo, or, or Mensa, uh, Mensa, Mensa, Mensa. 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 I had I'm him on my first list, there. but I was like, the Bears already interviewed this guy. You forget that I was a part of bringing in Kareem Hunt after he kicked some broad in the fucking face. All right, and Nick Chubb. All right, I don't, I, I don't, I don't care. That's one thing that I like about Cleveland. That's one thing I like about what they got going out there. Keep your bullshit off the field. Whatever you do on the field, that's what the fuck we care about. Odell Beckham, don't care if you like broad shit on your chest. We're gonna have you. All right, you like you like you like some hot broad taking a dump right on your he neck. He wants football players. Good gravy. Exactly. He wants got he wants football players. JB, you nailed it. He wants football players that, and football players that can win you fucking games. That's what he wants. That's the name of the game. Guy, huh? I, I don't I don't I don't I don't care. Like real talk. I don't care about character when we suck. Worry about right. character when we actually become relevant. Right. Right, exactly. Right now, I mean, right at this point, we need anybody and anyone who can fucking win games here, who helps your team progress. And that's the problem with the Bears. We have not just progress, Mike, but sustain progress. Yes, exactly. Fucking thank you, God. Dude, you're taking the words right out of my mouth before I get to them. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> we got to get guys in here that know that that have the. This is gonna pain me to say because I fucking hate Hawk Harrelson to every ounce of my being. <laughs> but you gotta have the will to win. The will to win. Will to win. That's all you gotta have. The will to win. You gotta find those guys that will do that for you. Kareem yeah. Hunt. Okay, so what? He he what? He he punched he punched abroad. All right, fine. <laughs> all right, whatever. All right, but if Ray Rice was right now in Ray Rice prime, I would still take fucking Ray Rice in a second, whether he put, knocked out his fucking old lady in an elevator or well, not. Well, I well, don't care, Mike. If I can put you on the spot, oh, if you don't mind, Santa. if you don't mind, yeah. You this said is the last talking that we got to get on to this coaching. I'm sorry, no, you said you would take a B on the Bears. Fucking A, I would. Are you fucking nuts? You I'd put take a- me on the Bears, too. Hell If yes. you put Antonio Brown on the Bears, he is immediately the best player you have on the Bears. Yeah, but, Mike, for how long? Don't fucking care. Four Mike, games? Five games? Put, put him on Put him on a fucking day-to-day contract. Extra, I will... I will endorse your idea. <laughs> I will slow... Dark like, Spectra 16. Down. I appreciate right the slowdown comment, my, my man. My buddy Bill German in here with can of corn, right? Right. I love it, man. I love it. Adam Perdomo. I saw that frustration and energy in that video. Oh, my right. God, dude. I don't even want to talk about week 18. That was a bad one. Up. I watched the video. Back to what you were saying. With, with A.B. coming to the Bears, he would immediately be the best offensive weapon that you've you had. You legitimize Mike, the wide receiver core. Yes. yes but Mike, and to have Darno Mooney opposite of him. I, mean, I don't I'm want him to that I want him slot. I want him slot. I want him slot. Yeah, I want him number two. I want him slot. Fine, he can be fine. Number two. I want whatever. Him slot. But your other wide receiver is still fucking cracking five nine tops. Okay, well, well all right. They're so short. You, they're short as shit. You, you, exactly. You got short stacks throughout the entire fucking team besides AB. So, and AB's a little dude too. So you, you our buddy Chris Edgerton here. Chris Edgerton. Draft perspective. 
call in the show right now and explain to me what you mean by no AB. Chris, call in right now. Yeah, no I'm ready for you here. Come off this Got the Let here. it just be me and JB. Yeah? You think <laughs> so? Bye, Mike. <laughs> I got that power. <laughs> so, Chris, please call in. Explain yourself. Got it right here. Colin's ready for you, buddy. Yeah, listen, man. He was our first historic Colin. I want him to call back in. He's got. I'm great not points. saying Antonio Brown's not a fucking head case because he is. He really is. He's a fucking Three whatever happened. I think Vontez Perfect ruined that guy's career. All right, to be honest. All right, I said the like, same thing. I agree. Everybody's been saying really that here, for man. a while. Like, and and remember, Vontez Perfect. We haven't really seen him since that hit. No. So, he kind of well, fizzled out with uh, Oakland. Well, he like, came yeah. back. They gave him a chance, but then yeah. he wasn't the same because he was always hesitant to hit somebody. No one, Jake. No one's talking up. about no Bill one's... Belichick's dog. If he's you're not... talking about Elliot, we already talked about Elliot. Oh, I, I think he's actually talking about his dog. I would hire his dog too. His oh, dog oh. Idea. <laughs> his actual dog. He's talking about remember, remember yeah. two years yeah, ago the virtual draft. And he did it last year Bill too. Bill Belichick's yeah. dog drafted <laughs> fucking four Pro Bowlers. What the fuck is going on? I completely forgot about that. So, oh. so since Chris Edgerton is apparently too scared to call in the show, um, no we're going to move on. We're going to, yeah, it was a hell of a hit. Oliver, we saw that like, oh, that's yeah, going to change like, some you know rules. You know when a hit is it good? Did. When a player's, it when, was a, when the guy who flags. receives the hit, arms stay like this. He was well, just like a floppy mess after. Oh, here we go. So we have a no, call in right I now, guys. Call in. I'm going to take this call in right now. Chris, how are you, buddy? What's going on? We're good. So I had to ask you, what did you mean by no AB on that? What oh, exactly you are you talking AB? about? Huh? Why would you want Antonio Brown? I don't want him either. Yeah. Oh, that's what I, said. I yeah. thought you meant that no AB as in me, no AB. So oh, no. you're you're completely disagreeing with Mike on this, right? Show. This yeah, said, I wouldn't want AB. First of all, he's old and washed up. He is. Well, I won't say he's what he's not washed, washed up. up. Yeah, washed up. Are you I don't think he's washed, washed up. That's but bullshit. I think, I think he. I think he's done. He's done. Well, now he is he's done because shit of the way he fucking acted. left the field. Yeah, <laughs> he actually yeah, but... came out the other day and and said, "Well, maybe I kind of overreacted on the situation." You fucking I think? Mean, no, okay. Okay. Yeah, but I mean the the AB the AB that we know, or the AB that we were used to seeing, the AB that was in Pittsburgh, the numbers that he was putting up. The numbers that he puts up now, pedestrian, to his standards. Well, yeah, but and then, on, and then on top of it, you sit up there and you think about it, you bring in an AB. Now you still got Alvin, Simon, Theodore, all short receivers. All all their receivers right now are slots. I agree with you all on that. Of them. We need Sorry. we need a big body. I, I, I apologize. Who are we talking to? We here need about two big. We're bodies. talking to our buddy Chris Edgerton. He Chris Edgerton. Chris Edgerton. I got a question. Podcast a little bit. I, got a, I, got a, I have a question for you. Five for one hundred and twenty-one yeah, so, in the touchdown. I, I wouldn't do AB. All right. And I like that, Mike. I like that. Get a get a tall receiver. Five for one hundred and twenty-one in the touchdown. They can possibly get seven for one hundred and twenty-four and two touchdowns. And Mike, go back to that five for one twenty. What game was that? No, no, go back to yeah. that five for one twenty and touchdown. What game was that? Dallas. Thank you. Uh, and what is five Dallas known for right now? Arguably, Dallas <laughs> is arguably the best defense in football right now, the hottest defense in football right now. Thank you. He had five receptions for 121 yards and a touchdown against New England Patriots, who is the best defense in football yeah. right now. Eleven targets, eight receptions, seventy-three yards. Miami, who's been playing hot, seven receptions, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. 
the Philadelphia Eagles, nine receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Carolina Panthers, we all know that they suck, but he still had 10 receptions, 101 yards, no touchdowns. So how are you going to sit there and tell us? I think Mike just froze up. He did. Yeah, he did. So Chris actually jumped off the line, and Mike has froze. Did he Mike, jump off, or did he get disconnected too? Uh, he might have. I, I, I honestly don't. Mike, are you – oh, there you are. Mike, you back? back? Yeah. yeah. I'm right here. Well, oh, you you're, lagging. You're, you're lagging a little bit. You might want to jump off and jump back on. My bad, my bad. I was, I was, I had like seventeen fucking flags pulled up. There you go again. There you go again. <laughs> yeah, no. But we're gonna but seriously. Move on. How can you sit there? Um, how can you sit there? Yeah, he froze up. Mike, you're gonna have to come back in, Mike. So we're gonna move on on this conversation. We've got to get to the coaching staff. We've got to get to what's going on with the head coaches. So I have a little presser about that and the insanity that. Again, Georgie is coming out with saying that he might even take a coach before he takes a GM. At the, at the outset, you said that there would be uh, the potential of if there was a can't miss head coaching candidate that you would move to secure that person uh, before hiring a general manager. What would the criteria be? What boxes that would be checked that would make you move in that fashion to uh, secure a coach before you hired a general manager? I would say that uh, we'll know him when we see him. Okay. Oh, give me, give me, give me my, give me my thing, Alan. Come on now. Really, George? Really? So I'm still hooked on the Antonio Brown stuff. I'm gonna. We'll get back to that. We're off of that, Mike. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, this is in six games, six games this year. The guy has in six games. Antonio Brown this year has 42 receptions, 545 yards, and four touchdowns. Yeah, Mike, he's never coming back. He's done. He comes with baggage, but physically, oh yeah, he's he's a fucking mental case. If you can't play with a Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, and before that with Bill Belichick. There's no team that you're going to be happy on, Mike. Period. Right. No, I get There's it. no I get team. It. He he was on a Super Bowl team. He actually oh, could have been the guy oh, he who lost him to fucking greatness oh, this year. They needed him this year. They needed yes. him with a good one out. They needed him to step up. He yeah, had a chance yeah. to break the bank. And what did he do? He took his shirt off and ran around the freaking Jet Stadium like it was a a fucking fair. Like like he's just having a blast. Like. I wish I had some party music right now for this. All I'm saying is that if you plugged him in on the Bears roster, he would immediately be the best Bears offensive weapon. I agree with you, but it would only be for about 10 fucking minutes. So we're going to get to – it off and threw it into the stands. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to get – yeah, especially – I want that jersey, though. Hey, look, I want that jersey, oh, Mike. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> So we're going to get to the Bears talk now. Yeah, no shit. And we've got a list of the coaching candidates for the for the Bears. We've got Todd Bowles. We've got Brian Dable, Ryan Day, Brian Flores, Leslie Frazier, Nathaniel Hackett, Jim, I'm not leaving Harbaugh, Byron Leftwich, Jared Mayo, Josh McDaniels, Greg Roman, Doug Peterson, my guy Dave Tobe, Matt Eberflus, and Dan Quinn. So my question to you guys is, first and foremost, should 
this freaking dumbass organization again hire a coach before a GM if they find the right guy and who are you picking as the right guy who wants to go first on this you have the floor Mike Mike Mike's nodding his head Mike, so my personal opinion you, you you cannot hire a coach before you hire a GM if you do that you're fucking up all over again plain and simple you got to have your GM you've done that twice exactly yes. they got they got to figure this out they have to have the GM and the coach both on the same page to be to be successful and, and figure out what you're going to do in the draft what you're going to do in free agency and how you want to build around this team that you have presently in front of you um if it was my opinion personally like I said we've already touched base on on the GM stuff I'm 100% in on Ed Dodds I'm like 85% in on Elliot Wolf the other guy that I really like, I would, I'd probably put. I'm serious. I'm, I'm being serious. My buddy, Bill, like a, no, my buddy Bill German was talking about AB. He said, he said he's the new jackass party boy. Fucking hey, baby. I love and that. Then, Bill. Then, like about ninety percent. Okay. I would say one, two, three for me is one, two, three is Ed Dobbs number one. Number two is Quesi Adolfo Mensad number two, and then number three coaching. is probably Elliot Wolf. That's where I, I would sit my GM. No, I know. I know. I'm okay. saying I'm talking GMs really quick. Now, with coaches, all right, you have to hire one of those GMs first. I see that Todd Bowles, Brian Dable, Ryan Day. Ryan Day ain't going nowhere. Brian no. Brian Flores, I do like Brian Flores a lot out of Miami. He's done nothing but take a shit squad with guys that I can't even fucking name over the last two years to a 500 record. Legit. Lost seven games in a row, won seven games in a row with guys that are just <clears> fucking <throat> terrible. All right. I mean, Tua Tagalavoya, Tua Tagalavoa. All right. Listen, there's a reason why he kept on sitting his ass back and down, back and down all year last year to put in Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's magic. You know what? Tua fucking blows, plain and simple. I will forever say that. I think Tua is a piece of shit. All right. But when you boil it down, I don't like Byron Leftwich. I don't like Brian Dable. Neither of those two guys run the fucking ball. They wouldn't know what to do if a running back sat on their fucking face. All right. They wouldn't know what to do. They would not know what to do. I agree. Uh, Leslie Frazier, I don't want that retread. I don't want to see somebody here who was a part of the Bears organization before. Get that shit out of your head. Jim Harbaugh, okay, the only good thing about Jim Harbaugh coming to Chicago is that khaki sales would go through the fucking roof. Walmart, like you finally agree with me on something. Yeah, old Thank Navy khaki God. sales would go through Target khaki, oh. fucking Coles khaki would go through the roof. The guys that really interest me, the guys that really interest me on the on, on the Bears head coaching standpoint, and there's seriously, there's there's really two of them. All right, give me your top three, though, Mike. We talking top my three. top three? My, well, if I give you my top three, my third one's a wish list. My third one's a wish. It could, list. it could be a wish. It could be a wish. All right, like it would be a wish list, but I know, and I already know he's not going anywhere. Number one, number one on my list, and a guy that they haven't even reached out to yet is Kellen Moore from the Dallas Cowboys. All right, and the reason why I will I will give you the reason why, and I, guys, Please. I know you guys got a great show going on here. You guys are kicking ass. Before I give you, I'm going to give you my reasons. I'm going to I'm going to cut out with you guys. Kellen Moore is the reason of this. Last year, half of the offensive line was injured, mm-hmm. half of the defense sat out because of COVID, and he and Dak Prescott got hurt week four. Correct. Yep. Those three reasons. Number three being the main one. Okay. That's the ultimate. from week Massive. four on. From week four on, Kellen Moore managed an offense to hit top twelve in the NFL 
with Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci. Correct. And half of Ezekiel Elliott. And barely any Might Amari Cooper. Might even be a half. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I like Kellen Moore. And they haven't even reached out to this cat yet. Now, me, that, me being said, that being said, I may be a year, maybe two years too early on Kellen Moore and what he can do for an organization. But that would be the guy that I would want to be like, okay, listen, fuck up next year. I don't care. We don't have a number one pick. Fuck it up. Go ahead. Fuck it right into the ground. I don't care. Kellen, it's your job. Figure it out. Do what you got to do. Number two on that list for me would be Brian Flores from Miami. I really like Brian Flores a lot. I like that he's a no-nonsense guy. I like that he's he'll tell you straight up, you're a fucking, you suck. Go ride some fucking pine. Brian Flores reminds me every single bit of Mike Tomlin. He's that type of guy. He's a no-nonsense guy. He's going to put it right in your fucking face whether you like it or not. He's a guy that you may not like, you may not hate, but you're going to respect. And that's that's what what I like about Brian Flores. That's what Georgie even said in his interview is that he wanted a guy that he doesn't care who likes them. He doesn't care about any of that. He wants respect. That and was a right. reference, but move that's on. what he wants from day one. And you know, Brian Dable, for everybody that wants Jim Harbaugh, which we're going to let JB unload about that real quick. Right. For everybody that wants a Jim Harbaugh, you want a, a Brian Flores. Trust me, that's right. the guy that you have an actual chance. To get I'm him. not shitting on Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is a guy like that too. I mean, I've listened to interviews with Frank Gore. I've listened to interviews with with Michael Crabtree. And they say that Jim Harbaugh is that guy where he will bark down your fucking throat yes. if you are not on doing what you're supposed to be doing. If you're not running your route the right way, if you're not going up the middle, Frank Gore, if you're not running your route, if you're not running your run pattern the same exact way, going between the A and B gap, doing what you're supposed to be doing on a dive play, on a, on a, on a, on a, on an outside pitch play, he will fucking bark down your neck. But Jim Harbaugh, it's still Jim Harbaugh. Agree. It's still Jim Harbaugh, and there's something about it that just rubs me the wrong way. Now, if you were to hire a player of personnel, Jim Harbaugh, I'd be fucking all in on. If you were to hire a a director of football operations, Jim Harbaugh would be the guy that I would fucking want immediately. But have him hire your GM, have him hire your coach. That's the guy I want running my organization. He's not a guy that I want running my team. There's a difference. There's a there's a big difference. Exactly. And my third, my third aspect, guys, I know it's my pipe dream guy. It, 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 it truly, truly is. My pipe dream guy would be to throw everything you possibly could. And it's an A and B situation. Everything you possibly could at Mike Tomlin or Sean Payton. I mean, honestly, I mean, I would go. That's going to cost, Mike. I know it's going to cost. I know it's going to cost. We already don't have draft capital. I know. I know. Listen, I know. I know. But if there's somebody that I think that can do it, if there's somebody that thinks I can do it, it would be 1A Sean Payton. That guy has found fucking gems in the rough, diamonds in the rough over and over every single year since he's been made a little bit of that GM stature down there in New Orleans. Agreed. He's found guys that can absolutely play. And then, like I said, the other guy, we all know what he does. He's a, he, just, he, he just does it every single year, Mike Tomlin. He's, again, a no-nonsense guy. I would want that guy being like, okay, listen, your team fucking blows. You need an offensive lineman. Your team sucks. Eddie Jackson can't fucking tackle, and Jalen Johnson can't do it by himself. We need a safety here. 
that would be Mike Tomlin. He would be that guy. But that would be my top three, a cheating three with uh, a three A, three B. Okay, I like it. Not against it, JB. Let's let JB do this because this is something that I've needed to get off my chest and. I don't even need to because I know JB's bringing real facts. I know JB's bringing it home. All I've heard for the past, ever since the day he got fired, you know, I respect other people's opinions. I do. But Jim Harbaugh is not leaving Michigan, you guys. Stop talking about him leaving Michigan. This is a ploy for him to get more, you know, money from Michigan. It's more money for him. Yes, he well, has donated there. money. He's already starting to hire guys on the side right now. He's and already hiring like defensive specialists like that. He, and he, he, he's hired an O-line coach like today. Right, yeah. And it's not changing. And that's what I need people to understand about this is that, guys, it's not going to change. Jim Harbaugh is a pipe dream for you guys. It's not something that's ever going to happen. It's not something I even want to happen. I don't think he's the right guy for this job. And I promise you, if he was not from here or played here, I mean, you guys wouldn't even be talking about it. Period. End of story. Stop with the narrative of, oh, just because he played here and he's got fair tendencies, we should hire this guy. Like, oh, let's get Brian Urlacher as our fucking linebacker coach or let's do this or that. Jim Harbaugh had some good years. He has. Stanford. Who do you have? Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. He had a he had literally a quarterback who was the best in college. Yes, he yes, he recruited him. They brought him along. Did they win anything with him? Did they win anything at all? Did they? No. No. At all. He went to San Francisco, right? Yes. Started out great. Who do you have as his defensive coordinator? Big fan. What happened after that? Colin Kaepernick got hot, did he not? They went to a Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl to his brother. I get that. Awesome. Great. Got there, did all that. The defense helped carry them. Colin Kaepernick gets hot, right? Awesome. What happens after that? The years go down. Vic Fangio leaves. Does that sound familiar? Vic Fangio leaving and then the entire team just dropping? What else? Okay. No, not only that, but he dealt with a lot of injuries out there in San Fran. I'm, I'm not going to say It wasn't as many as you want to say, Mike. And Colin Kaepernick took a step down. And he, he, lost never arguably, he lost arguably the defensive player of the he year. He lost at a great linebacker. Yes. He lost no, all this Smith did that to himself. But, right. But, and what hurt him was know. Patrick Willis. That's what hurt yeah. Patrick Willis was the guy that I was talking about. He lost Correct. a great linebacker in him. And, yes, that's something that you can't replace. But his quarterback never got better. His quarterback right. got worse. And why? Because he never readjusted. The league adjusted to him, and he never readjusted back. So Does that AB, sound familiar? Does that too. sound familiar? Did we AB. not have a guy who did the same thing? Yes, A.B. Mike, don't you go nowhere. You'll love this. Trust me. You'll love this. Let's get a quick commercial. <laughs> we can't get a quick commercial because the commercial is for a segment that's coming up, and we only have two commercials now. So preach on and go. You sure? Absolutely. Keep it going. Lay it down for me. Explain to me why Jim Harbaugh is the wrong choice, JB. You have the floor, my friend. So I'm going to go 
from present to past. For one, we can all agree he's a good coach. He has a winning record, 44-19 overall as a San Francisco 49er head coach. But let's look at what he's doing now because it's always what have you done for me lately. He has a tendency to come up short in big games. He's 2-9 and nine against ranked teams in college currently. It's been said from San Diego, because a lot of people don't remember, he was a San Diego uh, head coach. Stanford, 49ers, Michigan, way before that, he was the quarterback's coach when Bill Callahan took the Raiders to the Super Bowl. His message and his coaching style, guys don't really respond to after about three years. It wears on him a lot. And you know with these prima donna players, the money before the coach and before the voice. That's one. Two, I'm going to say these names, and then I'm really going to dig into some stats. From 2015 to present, I'm going now back to 2015. I'm going to say these names. Joe Ruddick. I'm sorry, I'm going from 2015 to present. Joe Ruddick. William Spate. Will Tenspate. Brandon Peters. John O'Corn. Shea Patterson. Joe Milton, Cade McNamara. Anybody know what those all, what all those names have in common? Anybody? Bueller, Bueller, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> They're all University of Michigan quarterbacks. When's the last time you heard of a University of Michigan quarterback lighting the draft on fire? I'll wait. I'll wait. Uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> Oh, you said Tom Brady. I'm going to do you one better because wasn't Tom Brady and Chad Henney in the same goddamn draft? <laughs> and Chad yeah, Henney was baseball for the Yankees. But let's not get me started because oh, – oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you can say, the, you can say the same exact Harbaugh. thing, JB. You can say the same exact thing about fucking Ohio State quarterbacks before Justin Fields. And the I'm verdict's not, not even out yet. It's I'm just what we think finished. it's going to be. Remember Troy Smith? Remember Troy? What was, that, what was that his name? Yo, you're right. It was Troy Smith. You got Justin Bieber yeah. to Baltimore. Yeah. I'm not finished. Let's just look at those names, and, you know, they're not high on anybody's draft board. Hell, most of them are probably selling cars right now. That's just what it is. Everybody wants to say, yeah, he went to three AFC championship games. He went to a Super Bowl. He lost to his brother. Maybe if Michael Crabtree gets a um, pass interference call in the end zone, maybe the outcome is different. Who was his running back those years? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Yeah. Who was his offensive coordinator? See, that I don't remember. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah. I Greg know Roman. Yeah. Greg <laughs> I Roman. Know. I had his last name. I didn't have his first name. I wanted to call. I wanted to call him. I wanted to call him Fred Roman. What does Greg Roman do? Develop. He runs the ball. He develops guys too. JB. He's proven in other places that he's he's a good comparable offensive guru. He knows what he's doing. He's up for head coaching jobs right now for a reason. And and the Bears didn't contact him for an interview. But remember, the Bears. This is why I'm saying that Jim Harbaugh should not. Okay, well, indeed, Joe Thousand, whatever. We'll 
Ian Todd Book. Crypto. I'm sorry, TC Crypto. Nice to hear from yeah. you. We'll Ian get Book. back to that. Ian Book, Brady and Quinn. But let's go, Doge. Jimmy Clausen. No, I can take you back to Rick Meyer. Stop playing with me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And hey, Frank uh, Paulson, stop playing with me. But the 13 and 3 was his first year. There was a weak NFC. The second best team was the Arizona Cardinals at 8 and 8. He was 29th in passing. 29th in passing. Remember that number. The next year, AFC champion, AFC championship, they lost to the nine and seven New York Giants. Eli Manning, remember that? Yes. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl. They, they won the, Yeah. There you go. The next season, there was a split because Alex Smith got hurt. Colin Kaepernick came in and finished out the season. They were 11, 4, and 1. They went to the Super Bowl. They lost. They were 23rd in passing. So we have a 29th and a 23rd. The very next year, they went 12 and 4. Okay, we right back in the AFC Championship. We getting it going. NFC, NFC. NFC. I'm sorry, I keep saying NFC. NFC. Who's running the division now? Anybody? What, no? what year? What, yeah. That would he be that would be his third year. That would be Russell Wilson is the answer. Yeah. Super Bowl Ru- Russell Wilson. That would be the answer. Guess what they were? 30th in passing. 30th. A 12 and 14. Seattle wins the division at 13 and 3. And Jim Harbaugh's team at 12 and 4 is the 30th ranked passing team. 30th. Right. 29, 23, 30th. And JB, you bring up a good point, man. This all goes I'm back. I'm not finished, Mike. Go oh. ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> You got to let me get this out, brother. The last season, he goes 8-8. Eight eight. You know who wins the division again? Seattle. Guess what, is, yeah. guess what, guess what they power. are in passing? Anybody, just just take a wild guess what they are in passing. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> 27. 30th again. 30th. Running the ball, though. Running the ball, right? It's not just about running the ball. What I'm getting at is where I told you all of those Michigan quarterbacks from 2015 to present. If anybody wants to say there was a development or lack of development of Colin Kaepernick, it's showing right here because the man 29th, 23rd, 30th, and 30th. Jim Harbaugh may get a coaching staff that can win you some games. He personally does not win the big game. Two. He does not develop quarterbacks. No. The proof is in the numbers. I agree a thousand And when percent. you have a Justin Fields who might be comparable. I'm getting call-ins right Kaepernick. now. I'm getting call-ins right yeah. now, and I'm getting everything. Yeah. Well, JB, JB, you're not you're not far from the truth, Hold man. on, Mike. Uh, hold on, Mike. We have Chris Edmonds on back on. Hold on a second, on, hold on a second while I'm saying that. Hey. The, same, the thing <laughs> is on, this. This is the same shit that we have here in Chicago. All right, we cannot go on with these low-ranked passing offensive numbers. We can't do Thank it. Thank you. And that's why I'm not going on with Jim Harbaugh as our head coach. And that being said, bring back, bring it back to the defense. All right, those defensive numbers 
were fucking unbelievable for the San Francisco 49ers. But why were Warriors. they, Mike? Be, be, because they had right, they were all in their prime. They were unbelievable. No, 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 it's a little bit deeper. Mike, it's a little bit deeper they, than that. And they it's controlled. I'm going to say this: the San Francisco 49ers, those years that Jim Harbaugh was the coach of the San Francisco 49ers, they close, they closed in and controlled time of possession. All right, they ran the ball. You, you ran the clock with Frank Gore, who's the fourth, what the fucking fourth best rushing running back of all time. Third, thank you, JB. Thank you. All right, he's the third best rushing running back of all time. Now, granted, the guy played fucking forty five years in the NFL, but there we go. All right, you didn't have to pass the ball much with Alex Smith with Colin Kaepernick. That's all you had to do is run the ball, eat clock, control the line of possession, control the control the line, and you were able to win games. That's how San Francisco right now with Kyle Shanahan is a, is a successful team because they control the clock and they control the line of scrimmage. That's why they're they are specifically right now they are the only team in the NFL that are doing what they are doing yeah. by controlling the line of scrimmage. They on both sides, defense and offense. That's why San Francisco 49ers this year are the most dangerous playoff team. They will fuck you up in the playoffs this year. I am not putting it past San Fran this week to mop the fucking floor with Dallas. Mop the floor with them. A lot of people think that. I don't see them mopping the floor. I got Dallas in a close one. I do. It's gonna it's gonna be tight, JB. Because Dallas defense is like third overall. Yeah, but let's go back to Diggs. Diggs giving up all he has what fucking four, 13 interceptions or something like that, but has also given up the most passing yards out of any secondary player in the NFL. That's they because keep, he takes they keep, more chances. He takes more chances and they okay. keep attacking him. All right, we can say the same fucking thing about Eddie Jackson. Yeah, so takes guy, chances and miss fucking takes chances and miss tackles wide left, wide right. Doesn't fucking touch a guy. But that's coaching. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be guarding some of the people he is. But that's different. Be but what I'm saying man. about but what I'm saying about this, Mike, is this. People clamor for Jim Harbaugh. Right, no. And say what he can do. But our biggest deficit right now is the development and maturation of Justin Fields. Fuck it, dude. I'm all with you, man. I'm all with you. That's what it's all about going forward. Fuck the minutia. Hey, forget the minutia. Right. The the, the straight-up stats tell you he does not develop quarterbacks. He doesn't. And in today's game, as we sit right now, we all know that's why we're all sitting here as Bear fans across the board. Alan, JB, me, everybody who's listening to your show here, Alan, at at Bear Fans with a Brain, everybody who's sitting here knows that the way of the game has changed tenfold over the minimum the last five years. It's an offensive game. You can no longer win with that defense that stops you all the time. Right now, all of the NFL, you're praying for one stop. You need you, one you stop. Need, well, actually, you need both. You need one. No, JB, you need one stop. Look at Kansas City that year that they won the Super Bowl. Their fucking defense was trash. Look at Tampa trash. Bay last year. Look at Tampa Bay last year, though. Tampa Bay was a different story. All right, different but they story. still had fucking Tom Brady. All right, that's an outlier. You know just as much as I do. You don't <laughs> bet against that fucking guy. Yeah. All right, and you give that guy thirty wait, seconds. Wait. He'll pump in fucking fourteen. You give that guy thirty seconds and a touchdown. He's going to pump in fucking ten <laughs> points got- on you. We got to pump on this, and we got to get to some stuff too. But bring JP Frank last right time. back up. Bring Frank right back up. What? Uh, bring in an OC who can. You don't need a head coach to adjust to a quarterback. Thank right. you. So you can have a defensive-minded head coach and bring in an OC 
if they know what the fuck they're doing, though, JB. Yeah, but, yeah, I but, got one, and Mike, I got numbers Mike, to prove it. I got Mike, one. You're right. Mike, you're right. I even said it earlier tonight. You don't have to be an offensive or defensive. But the other thing I wanted coach. to bring up in this whole argument, you can have a special teams coach for all I care. Right. As long as they're leader of men and they're holding people accountable and delegating, Mike, that's exactly what dude, you need. I'm not, that can do dude, that. I'm not I'm not shitting on that. I'm not straying away from that. You you guys are 100% nailing that right in the head. Right. You need a leader of men. Bring on your caller. We got a caller right here. Chris, you're back on air with us. Chris, how you doing? Sorry, Chris. Yeah, I'm doing good. First of all, why are y'all even letting that Spartan talk about a Wolverine any damn way? (laughs) (laughs) You can hear his bias in the whole damn shit. Because if I want to go back and throw about Michigan State players, somebody please tell me who was the last relevant Michigan State player. Chad Pennington. Defense. Yeah. Randy Moss. Teams. I'd say who was the last one? I'd Chad say Jack Pennington, Pennington, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. No, they went to Marshall. They didn't go to Michigan. Oh, Marshall. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so Chad. Yeah, did, Randy no. Moss went to Marshall. <laughs> oh, what about Chad Pennington? What's the you know, Michigan State? Yeah. I mean, oh, we well, do need a leader, well, man. But one it. thing Michigan State sucks. Opinion, and I think you guys are forgetting about is yes, I know that the NFL has turned into the whole high-powered offense. Right. That's cool. But how do you slow down those high-powered offenses? One stop. They can't score if they're over there on the bench. The answer to the question is Kirk motherfucking Cousins. (laughs) That's the last Michigan State guy who's been relevant. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alan. Who who are we speaking to? We are speaking to Chris Edgerton again. He called back in. Mr. Chris, I'm Mr. sorry. Uh, How do you stop those high-powered offenses, uh, Chris? artists in primetime games. Yes. That guy. How, how you stop those high powered offensives, Chris? Is this yeah, there's one a, there's stop a delay on my um, end? One stop is one stop. That's all it takes. There may be a little bit of delay. I'll shut up. I'll let you keep talking, but I'm going to shut up now. But one stop. That's how you well, stop you those high powered offenses by actually being able to run the ball. Hence, like the reason why San Francisco set up there and actually had a very good game plan against Kansas City when Kansas City won their 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 Super Bowl with Mr. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And and that's the crazy part, because that Jimmy G can actually throw a ball or complete a pass past 10 yards. If he completes that ball to Emmanuel Sanders, it's over with. It's over. There is no Kansas City. There is no Kansas City. Nobody's arguing that. Andy Reid will still be like the Mike D'Antoni of the NFL. Yeah. Well, and, dude, well, let's let's not, let's not forget here. Let's scroll back a little bit. You said, and tell you the Jimmy truth, G, I mean, that's Jimmy how G hits that pass. That's how you slow down a high-powered offense. If Jimmy G you hits that ball, pass, it's not against the Kansas City I'm not saying that's the way to sit up there and win, but that's how you slow them down. They can't score there over there on the bench. Right, right. No, I, I, I mean, listen, man, I get it, one hundred percent. I want, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I totally get where you're coming from. But what it boils down to is that today's NFL is no longer defensive-centric. It's not. You look at all these teams, the best defense in football is the New England Patriots right now. They're they really are. One. They're a scary team. They are a scary team. Because the Buffalo they had everybody, Bills were number one in a lot of yeah, categories. Buffalo Bills though. are there too. But listen, man. They had Bill no Belichick, pro bowlers, which is insane. Right. Bill Belichick, listen, if you go the yeah. Patriots have been better against bigger name teams, better than they've been better against big name teams, playoff teams 
than the Buffalo Bills have been. They're the number one defense in football. You're not going to sway my mind on that. The the Patriots are the best defense in football. But when it boils down to it, they're going up against the Bills this week, and the Bills have been struggling, struggling since week, what, seven, week eight? I'm trying to eight or nine. A little higher, yeah. Trying to beat the Colts, losing to Tennessee, getting our ass whipped by Jacksonville. I mean, come on, what the fuck? Nine and six, they lost to Jacksonville. I seriously think this is their time, though, Mike. Like, I think Josh Allen – is about to take off in the playoffs and be the old Josh Allen. And, Chris, we're going to let you go here. Um, no, keep him on a second. Keep him on a second. Well, I have another caller who's actually going to call in. Well, and, Chris, and I'm going to miss you, buddy. Yeah. Chris, thank you for the call, bud. We will talk to you soon. When are we taking the commercial break? <laughs> I got to take a shit. After the next <laughs> segment, we still have another segment. That's why I'm trying to rush this right now. So, Frank Marshall or anyone else who wants to call in, if you look at the bottom of the screen, there's a little ticker that's going across. The number is on there. Please call in. We will take your questions and comments. Whatever you want to talk about, we will. Except about Mike having to take a shit. It's the only no, thing we're not going to get to tonight. But so we're going to kind of push this train a little bit more. JB, can you JB give me? JB has shit, guys. We got to take five minutes. I don't. Real quick. I don't. <laughs> You're can lying. You Look at that face. He's your... lying like a motherfucker. Can you give me your head coach? He's just shit in a cup, guys. During the commercial right break, Jamie's going to shit in a cup. Yes, I'm going to give you my top three. And, okay. you know, forever I've I've been on the Bowles-Frazier train halfway, halfway. With the, with the addition of Brian Flores, he has just elevated to my number one. Okay. If you don't give me Brian Flores, I still will take a Bowles-Frazier. You know, either one I'm fine with. But it may not be popular. I like what Dan Quinn has done with the Dallas defense. Okay. I would definitely embrace a Dan Quinn. Yeah. Absolutely. Somebody on the list. Yes. 100%. Because what yes. he did with that Dallas defense, who was ranked like 31st the year before, to take them to what they are now, yes. I need that guy. Not only that, JB, but what he did with Atlanta when they were fucking sucking balls brings brings that defense to a predominant defense yes, down there in the NFC absolutely. South and brings them to the Super Bowl just to the have Tom Brady beat their ass. All he right, but he was one, also the Legion yeah. of Boom DC. All that's right, a like, big I, wart, though, Mike. Huh? I said that's a big wart on his resume. That Super Bowl against Tom Brady, when you're up by that big. And you're and not, not managing the game that, better? It's not his fault but, that Atlanta running the ball. But a lot of that doesn't go on Dan Quinn. A lot of that goes on um, San Francisco's court, uh, head coach right now. Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. A lot of Hang that up. Goes, <laughs> How is that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shanahan stopped running the ball. Who's his boss? Again. It wasn't Dan Quinn. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Dan he was the head coach. No, Dan Quinn oh, was Dan Quinn was the oh fuck. Yeah, so we have yeah. we have another calling right now. Joseph, I don't know this guy right now, so Joseph. we're gonna have him come in. Welcome, Joseph. You are on Bear Fans with a Brain. Hello, What's going on? This is Frank Marshall. Oh, it is Frank. So my my ID for some reason says that your name is Joseph. Baca. Oh yeah, that's my bad. My I'm still on my father in law's plan. Oh, well, then oh, I tell that. Joseph Maka that we said, what's up? Yeah, tell Joseph Maka, <laughs> what up, dude? How you doing, Frank? This is not Joseph Maka, but nice to talk to everyone. Yeah, nice. So what's your question comments for us? Well, I wanted to know, um, 
specifically with you guys, who do you guys got as far as like your sleeper head coach? Okay. Like say like like say like somebody that that's not on your list, obviously, because I agree with Fat Mike with the the Kellen Moore that drives me nuts because he's one of my number ones as well, and I like Flores as well, but I I say like nobody's looking at him, and you're always keep saying and I agree with it with the Bears wanting to go cheap, because it's sad to say that they do want to go cheap, and if you're gonna go out and get a name. Nobody talks about Joe Lombardi, OC with the Chargers. Fucking goddamn it. He fucking nailed it right on the head. I just want to know what everyone on that earlier. I fucking love this guy. I thought about that a lot, too. I don't, I'm not a big Joe Lombardi guy. But, dude, he's my sleeper. I like the name. I like the FU to the Packers. Yeah, but you like the name. Why do you like the name? I mean, because well, of the lineage, Lombardi of trophy. When it comes down to the Packers, you're going to get a bear, a Lombardi to finally come in here to take out the Packers. That'd be nice to see. It's like okay, the so, the McCoys so, guys, it's like so, the half of the McCoys, you got to fucking fix it eventually, right? Yeah. So, so <laughs> what what has he done that warrants him that head coaching spot? I, I hear out there because I actually have friends um, from the San Diego area who are Chargers fans as well. Lucky you. Shit. I know, right? Nice. There. Um. Yeah. <laughs> They invite me over there a lot, and I definitely need to take advantage of that soon. Um, but they tell me that the coach, the offensive coordinator, and their coach, Herbert, who I'm expecting to be one of the new upcoming quarterbacks, who is an absolute beast, um, I'm looking at that relationship that those two had, and I could see that relationship going in with Justin Fields, too. Right. I can see that, too. The only I thing like that the development me. Of a the only thing that scares and me obviously is... you can't make lateral moves. He's not going to come over here and be the OC. Yeah, but right. if it's somebody to come cheap, because you're, you're you're cheap, like that that was always a name out there. But I, other than that, my top three agree a hundred percent. Kellen Moore. I would also do whatever that I can to try to get Sean Payton over here. Even though I agree with you, you don't have the draft capital to go out and get him. Yes. Um, but I probably would say either Moore or Flores would be my my one two right. Okay. If I if I can really quick touch base on this, I do that's, like the that's Lombardi. pretty much all I got. I just wanted to hear your guys' side okay. on that. Yeah, I do. Well, like I mean, with that Lombardi thing, thing that was always a thing that jumped out because he's young too. Right. So I mean, and I I don't know when I see him coaching and I hear the relationship that he has with his coach, all I think of is um I can't remember his name. I got a brain fart. The Rams coach, who's the McVay. Rams head coach? McDermott. McDermott. I just see him. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. McDermott. Why am I saying McDermott? No, yeah, McDermott true. is Buffalo. Uh, McDermott. We're talking about the Bulls here, Dougie yeah. McDermott. <laughs> the only thing that scares me about Lombardi is that he yeah, yeah. is young. And, and that, that that's what is. I see with Lombardi. And I don't know if it might catch a lightning in a bottle with somebody like him. Okay. Well, right. we appreciate you coming on, Frank. Yeah. No problem. Long okay. time fan of you on yeah, know, Bear right? Fans with a Brain Group. I'm glad I finally got to hear your voice, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Please call in again. We love having this kind of banner with you guys, man. Call in. We encourage you. All right, buddy. You have a good one. You take care. I want to answer that. He said said his sleeper real quick. Right. If you're talking about true production and sleeper, I'm going to give you one defense and one offense. Defense, I'm going to give you Raheem Morris. Offense, I'm going to give you Joe Brady. Okay. I like Raheem Morris a lot. I like Joe Brady a lot. I don't like know. Joe Brady. I'm, not, I'm not a fan about. I'm not a fan of the Joe Brady. I'm not a fan of the Joe Brady. Yes, yeah, he uh, must not be a fan of Joe Burrow. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, exactly. Again, JB, is that a product of Joe Burrow being Joe Burrow, or is that his development with it? Joe Burrow, That's something you can before, say about anybody. Absolutely not, because Joe Bur- I'm sorry, Joe Burrow, LSU junior year was not the same as Joe Burrow's senior right. year with Joe Brady. Mind you, the dude is like 25, 24 years old right now. So yeah, okay, fair enough. So for me on this whole thing. This whole coaching thing, it depends on if management is going to let the GM choose the coach. Because at the end of the day, the GM has a plan for this team, right? The GM wants to bring in a guy that he really can collab with, as we say here in Chicago. Unfortunately, collaboration. You know, somebody, somebody that somebody that he can work with and understand. Brian Flores, great name. We've all talked about it. Issues with management. There's reports that he's had issues with younger players. I equate the younger player thing to this generation, and I know this is going to sound meatball. It is. But players today are softer than they were then. And a guy like Brian Flores, who's coming in and has a no-nonsense attitude, is obviously going to rub young guys off the wrong way. Obviously, that's a thing. I, I actually heard a story about one player in particular who went in his office, and immediately after he went in his office, he says, don't even talk to me about playing time. Just immediately didn't even let him speak. Walked in the room, said, don't even talk to me about playing time. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that shit. And I love that. I love that because they may not like him, but they're going to respect him. And Absolutely. they're going to definitely watch what they do around him. And they're going to want to prove to him that they want to be here and they want to play hard or they're going to be gone. And you know what? I wouldn't be mad. I would not be mad at all. Now, you get a guy like Brian Dable. He's a proven developer, guys. He's doing things. He he took Josh Allen and made Josh Allen what I was hoping Matt Nagy was going to make the name I don't like to say, Mitch Trubisky. I thought Mitch Trubisky was going to be Josh Allen. That, that was my hope. That's what I thought they were going to do. He's done that with Josh Allen, man. He's made him that. He's a proven developer. He can take Justin Fields. He can build an offense around Justin Fields. He can make him better. Obviously, I've said the name Ryan Day a lot. That's not happening. He's brought in a couple new coordinators this week. He's He's probably not leaving. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. That's the name I liked for a long time because, obviously, the quarterback and the coach connection is something that's, you know, very important in this league. I don't care what anyone says. It's imperative that you get a good match on this. We've seen it. Sean Payton, Drew Brees. We have seen these matches throughout history. Bill Belichick, Drew Brees. I could name a bunch, but that one's obviously not going to happen here. So it all comes back to me. And another name that I'm just throwing in, Dave Tobe. I don't care what anyone says. Dave Tobe is proven everywhere he's went. And every time a head coach is out, he becomes who's the coach. running the team? It's the guy that special team coordinators deal with everyone on a daily basis. They've got to beat on the entire team all the time. John Harbaugh, great example, came in as a special teams coach. A lot of Ravens fans were like, the hell are we doing? The only reason they were okay and they had pause is because of Jim. Because they thought, well, maybe he's going to be like Jim. Maybe he's going to do that. He's better than Jim. He's but remember, too, better. he was on Brian Billick's team and Brian Billick endorsed him. He did, which is a, a great reference to have. 
even Bill Belichick has special team <laughs> ties, guys. Like, I'm not saying that, like, that's the choice. I'm not. What I'm saying is that if I'm picking one today, if I got to pick one, it's either going to be, I would say Brian Dable is a good choice or Brian Flores. Either way, I I think you're going to go good. It it just depends on the plan for me. It honestly does. I see. No, I, I'm in the other. In the chat that, that I got to freaking, I got to get to. Every time I'm in the other situation to... there. I'm in the other situation <laughs> there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, go. Uh, I'm in the other situation there. I know. I know that a lot of people are really hot on Brian Dable, man. I, I I get it, and I understand that he's working with with what he has to work with up there. I totally understand where he has Stefan Diggs and uh, Knox, and you know, I don't even the fucking Emmanuel Sanders. And but the thing with the, the Buffalo Bills and the thing that's been the Buffalo Bills Achilles heel since they lost Marshawn Lynch is they haven't had a running back. Yeah. Not they since. really haven't. They 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 have not had a running back. Well, so they're running Gore, Devin Singletary. They tried, but no, they, they tried, but they're not that guy. JB. I mean, uh, and I understand. Okay, so can can Brian Dayball come to Chicago and work with a bell cow like David Montgomery? Will he be able to? Not, no, him no, because he shows the, he doesn't show the game the plan. Run the ball. I right, think, exactly. I mean, but I think if you have that kind of system, Mike, and you have those guys around like a Justin Fields. You know, a, I get a David Montgomery, have a Khalil Herbert. Josh Allen has. Justin, does Fields have does, Justin Fields doesn't have a Stephon Diggs. Exactly. That's why you run the ball, Mike. That's exactly what I'm saying. He is going to adjust to what team he has. And that's why I, I think listen, Brian Dable is I a hope good you're right. If that's the way we go, Allen, I hope you're right. If that's the way we go, I'm not saying that like, he's my number one pick. No, I'm saying no, I'm he's not, on I'm, my short list of yeah. guys. Him. Yeah, no, he, to back to back to what the previous caller said. Who's my dark horse? My dark horse guys are the guys that JB just brought up, and one that I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to bring Holmes. up. Like I like Greg Roman. Yeah, too. I like Greg Roman. Lateral move. He can't. He yeah, can't go. It's, it's yeah, not I don't so mind Greg Roman. I like Greg Roman for one simple fact that he's working with Lamar Jackson out there and turn Lamar Jackson and what Bill Pullian thought was a wide receiver. All right, that that that's why I like Greg. That's why I like Greg Roman. All right. But on the simple fact of this, my dark horse guys, from what the previous caller just just asked, who are your dark horse candidates? JB brought up one of them is Dan Quinn, definitely for sure. I do like Dan Quinn a lot, I really do. And the other guy that I like, he, he's had to deal with a lot of bullshit too. And I don't uh, listen. I know everybody's gonna fucking hate this and shit on me about it, but I like Nathaniel Hackett. I knew you were out of there, out of the, out of Green Bay. I pick a Packer guy. Man. I, I do. I like how they run fucking three wide receivers. I, it, but you guys, you understand, you pick the Packer guy because the Packers are always fucking there. Uh, yeah, but Mike. The Packers there. You pick the Packer guy because the Packers have one of the highest power-rated offenses in all football. But, Mike, is that because of him or is that because of Aaron Rodgers? Being I get Aaron it. Rodgers? It's the same fucking reason why That's I don't why want people Byron like shit on down here. Thank that was you took the, the words out of my mouth. It, it, it matter, it's the same reason why I don't want Byron Leftwich here because we all know so who calls the fucking say play. That about one guy, but not say that about the Be, other guy. Because I like the there's a difference. Byron Leftwich doesn't use the running backs he has, and he's had a bell cow of running backs over the last couple of years in Leonard Fournette, Rojo, fucking now he has uh uh Le'Veon Bell. I mean he's had a he's had a bunch of running backs down there. All right. Nathaniel Hackett. Had Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones got hurt, and now he he turned another running back into a solid running back. All right, he he knows how to work with what he knows how to work with. 
Uh, he knows what, what to work with, with what he has. Robert Tanyan last year. Could you imagine fucking Robert Tanyan? Can you imagine those production numbers at a Cole Komet? I can't personally. I can't. I can't picture that. Not currently, no. And not even from exactly. Robert Tanyan was a fucking rookie last year. All right, catching. He had the most touchdowns by any tight end in, in, in NFL. And Cole Komet can't sit there. He has fucking cinder blocks for hands for crying out loud. Let's let's get real here. And, and these he's, he's the work guys into the system where he can where you can be like, all right, Aaron, this is what you got to work with, man. Figure it out. Yeah. So. We're going to take a time real quick, Mike. I think a couple people need a pee break here. We'll be right back. Guys. Yeah. We're gonna you take know what? A quick I'm, I'm break. Really quick before you guys head to break, man. Yeah. I'm going to take out of here with you boys. Yeah. All right. I yeah. appreciate you guys having me on tonight. You guys got to finish up the rest of your show. You guys have a good one. Yeah. All I'm saying, fucking let's go, Bears. Figure this shit out because I'm tired. <laughs> good to talk to you again, Mike. Uh, it was great. Thanks for having me, guys. I really do appreciate it. You guys are the best. I love your show here. You guys are fucking kicking ass. Yeah. Keep doing what you guys are doing, and I will, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Everybody in the chat, thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for all the phone calls. And Alan, JB, eggplant, baby. Eggplant. <laughs> later, Mike. I'm out. <laughs> that was our buddy, Fat Mike. We're going to take a quick commercial break and hear from our sponsor, the John Darren team. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. And that was a quick word from our sponsors, the John Darren team out in Homer Glen. Guys, make sure to get out there today. If you're looking for a home in the Chicagoland area, it's the best place to go. I mean, I'm telling you guys, they have great deals. They know what they're doing there. They're humble, good people, and they will treat you right. Go to homesbyjdt.com today. And JB is clinking in the bathroom or he's clinking in the kitchen making a drink. He's doing one of the two things, guys. So we're going to play a quick clip real quick about the Olin Cruz uh, talk with Georgie again. So let's take a listen real quick and hear what he had to say about Olin Cruz. For Olin Cruz, um, told a story the other day about how the Bears offered him essentially a, somewhat of a consulting role with the offensive line um, for $15 an hour. Were you aware of that offer when it happened and what was your reaction whenever you were aware of it? I've learned over the years to take just about anything that Olin says with a grain of salt. And I look forward to hearing that story again and hope he includes it in his hall of fame induction speech. So you're saying that it's not true. Uh, 
that's the way it is sometimes with Olin. Don't get the whole story. And Olin knows what the story is. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to try to be professional and keep going on this, but my God. So, JB, I got to ask. I'm gonna let do you, you, go do, you do you really have to ask? I, I have to, man, because this is this is way too big of a topic to not top to not talk about. And I wish Warwick was here to talk about it because I need to pick Warwick's brain about this. But Warwick will be back next week. I'm gonna definitely press this on him too. JB. Yes. What do you think about what our buddy Georgie what? here said about Olin Cruz? Because I mean, if it's me. I'm looking at this as disrespect across the board to one of your former players that is literally a household name, Hall of Fame type guy who has done nothing but try to help your organization. What do you think on this, JB? One, I'm going to bring a little SEA, a little social emotional, a social emotional learning into the frame. Yeah. If Owen has a gripe with you because of a very, very publicized event talking about this $15 an hour. And you don't address that directly, but you say you have to take what Olin says with a grain of salt. That means that there's something way past this incident. Yeah. Right? Because why would you say, oh, well, you know, we would never discredit one of our bear greats, future Hall of Famer. You would pump it up, or at least your PR yes. person should give you that index card that says, avoid this question at all costs. If he didn't know, he didn't know. But say that. Don't discredit. One, that's probably the only person that you've had since you took over that has actually spoken positively about Bears management over the years. Think about what Olin has done. Two, you're discrediting somebody that is actively involved with your center off the payroll. Yeah. Three, we talking about somebody that has a Bears media platform that talks about your team every week. You don't think that guy deserves just a little bit more respect? Just a much more respect. A lot more, JB. I, uh, Olin I might to... not be at the next alumni dinner. He might not. Oh, I doubt it. If he does, Georgie's not there, and it's it's all mama, it's all mama Kasky in that. I promise you that. You know she's telling him fix it. She she has to at this point. You have got to do that, Harry. He stand even is backing up Olin Cruz on this story. He came out on Twitter and flat out Thank said, I, I saw it. it, Harry Heastand will tell you. Harry Heastand was the offensive line coach for them a few years Correct. back, who also should have never gotten removed from the position. But Matt no Nagy couldn't realize. No yeah. disrespect to Castillo, but. Well, no, but Harry Heastand is one of the best in the game. And the like reason him. he was there is because of that fact. The reason he's he up there gone, with Russ Grimm to me. Absolutely. 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 And uh, the reason he's gone 
is because Matt Nagy wanted to change the horses again instead of looking at the buggy, like I say all the time. That's something that you don't do. You can't keep blaming the horse when the buggy's not moving, Matt. It's Thank God he's gone. But anyway, back to this. I mean, it's the most unprofessional thing I've ever seen any owner do. I know there's probably owners that do other things. I don't see them as much. But this is just nonsense to me. It's It's a joke. It's a joke of an organization. You are going to dog one of your Hall of Fame best players and endorse Ted Phillips in the same fucking press conference. Are you kidding me? Are you joking? Yes. Who all, not just talking about Nason. Yeah. Who all is watching this press conference? Oh, thousands. Specifically, like specifically, as in, what do you mean? Like, 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 who's watching the entire press conference? I mean, a lot of people are watching it, JB. Like, like oh, important other. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, so players, players from other teams, coaches from other teams, the entire potential, damn league, potential head coaches, and you're are looking, watching this, and a GM, and potential you're GMs. That. Potential free agent. His mom is watching bullets. Yes, even his mom probably shook her head like, "Okay, are you kidding me, son? Are you kidding me, Georgie? Are you really gonna pull this shit? Like, come on now, like get out of here with that." But wait man, a minute, J- doesn't it sound real familiar from a team in Chicago that wears red and black? Exactly what I was gonna get to. You treated one of your best players ever like this, and you think I want to come in? Yes. Why? And it's literally the press conference where you're talking about your search and how professional you guys are going to be and how you've got all these people lined up to help you and do all this. Who, by the way, I'm not dogging the girl, but Miss Tanisha was in charge of events and entertainment before this. Now she's equity and diversity? Equity and diversity? Okay, I get that. That's a role that needs to be there. But that's a bumped up title right now. Yes. But that's not somebody that you need in the room with you on that. Like, I'm not even going to get to her. That's a whole nother topic. I've heard good things about her. I have. And Soup Campbell, our boy, her power. Lamar, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Soup Campbell is his nickname, everybody, just so you know. He's endorsed by, by our guy, beat writer, Herb Howard. He knows his shit. He's at Howis Hall every day. He he's been around her or he's been around soup. He says he's a great guy and he yep. knows his football. He said yep. that is the best guy they could have picked to put in the room with him. I endorse that because only Herb told me that. But my God, like, are you gonna sit here and tell me that that's that's warranted? You're gonna take Ted Phillips's advice over an Olin Cruz who's a football genius. The guy is literally taking people, he's training guys. He's training Colts players. He's on training his own. On his own time. He's tra- he has a he has a group of professional guys who come to him every year asking him for his advice in the league. So you're not going to take that guy's opinion? It's it it's insane to me. It doesn't make any sense doesn't to me. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm going to play that on a damn loop until they figure the fuck out what the hell's going wrong with this. Okay, so anyway, I'm going to get down to this because everyone's been asking me this all day. Alan, what do you know? It's not like 
it's not secret knowledge. It's not anything that like I learned from an insider. It's something I heard from someone that talks to Olin Cruz every week. Back back in the day, whenever Olin was playing, whenever old Teddy was, you know, he was doing his thing. Georgie was in tar- was in charge of the ticket sales. He so Michael charge. Michael was Michael was in charge. He was in charge. And they had an incident in the locker room where apparently old boy came in and got real hot on a player. He was screaming at a player in the locker room. Hey, I mean, uh, George did. Georgie. Georgie's screaming at a guy in the locker room. Olin runs up to him, gets right in his damn face, and says, don't you ever come back in this locker room and scream at anybody ever the fuck again, period. You have a problem with the player, you either pull them to the side or you get myself, speaking as Olin Cruz, player you, rep, get, yeah. you get Erlacher, you get Briggs, or you get Peanut. You never come in this locker room again talking shit or screaming at one of these guys who's busting his ass for you. I don't care what he's doing. You're in charge of goddamn ticket sales. You're not in charge of anything. Don't come in here trying to disrupt the locker room and make an example out of somebody when you have no merit in this locker room. You have no pull in this locker room. No skin in the game. That's what leaders do. That's how leaders act. And that's what Olin Cruz was. So from that day on, he was on his shit list. Obviously. So now, move forward. He's the chairman of the organization now. Olin is a media guy. Of course he's going to go after Olin. Of course he's going to do that. He's he's out for Olin ever since he got embarrassed by Olin. He got to get his lick back. And he's got to get his lick back. And that's exactly what he did in this press conference. It's 110% what he did in this press conference, guys. George, Olin Krutz, um told a story the other day about how the Bears offered him essentially uh, somewhat of a consulting role with the offensive line um, for $15 an hour. Were you aware of that offer when it happened? And what was your reaction whenever you were aware of it? I've learned over the years to – Take just about anything that Olin says with a grain of salt. Well, you know what? We take everything you say with a what grain a of fucking salt. Thing. Because all you've done to us for years is lie. All you've done is lie. You just sit here and pretend like you know what's going on. But you constantly delegate to outside sources to go get you coaches and GMs. And you've been doing this your entire life. JB, I have one question for you on this. You are in the... The uh, school uh, place, right? Yes, system. Thank you for the word. I'm so mad I can't even think. (laughs) So if if you had something, like, you've been there, what, I don't know, 10 years more probably? Just a little under. Okay. So say that somebody came to you and said, oh, JB, we want you to get a new teacher or we want you to have some candidates for – like another principal or a vice principal or anything like that. And you immediately went and just hired a group to do it for you every fucking time. How do you think they would think that you feel? Well, first of all, they would think I'm inept and not able to do my job. Secondly, they would look at the character and the integrity 
because through that process, I should have built relationships with those people. Yeah. I should have. That's one. That's that's part Re- of the gig. Rapport yeah. goes so far, people don't even realize it. The problem I have, first and foremost, when you have an Olin Cruz, I want that guy around my organization 24-7. You got him begging to help you. Lance Briggs begging to help you. Jerry Azuma, I see him on, on Twitter all the time, begging to help him. I guarantee Peanut would too. I Check guarantee these guys would come back and help. Check it out. Olin Cruz becomes my line coach. Lance Briggs becomes my linebackers coach. Not for $15 an hour. No, no, no. no. Well, first of all, that's just disrespectful. Now, you can go on get a, a level. You can go get a damn job at McDonald's and make $15 an He never hour, denied it either. That's the thing that bothers me, JP. He didn't deny, he just, all he, he said was, well, he knows the whole story. You know what he did? He spin doctor. He did that political shit. Words doubted. Where do you think Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy learned it from? <laughs> Obviously, he's the one telling him what to say because he's the word salad champion of the goddamn Bears. That index card was very short and sweet. Yes. First, and, and let me get back to that. First of all, and I know Chris Edgerton is watching. We talked about this before. The Bears, who, and I'm not a proponent. I know my mom is watching. Right, Bill. People losing their job. But whoever their PR person is, needs to kick rocks. So I don't know if they have the same because actually it was a female up until that press conference. And then it was someone completely different. So I'm hoping they got rid of her. But whoever wrote that press conference needs to find a new line of employment. You shouldn't come out and have your answers be significantly shorter than the question constantly herb howard's question significantly shorter than 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 his thought out question that that held real merit it's just remember remember we take the red pill around here yes we do dig a little deeper you already are in a press conference of which everybody in the world basically pushed it now you're looking like an ass by not answering simple questions that most of the people reporting on the Bears already have the answer to. They're just looking for confirmation. That's all they're looking for. Because you know what confirmation does? It eases the angry mind. Yes. That's all we had to do. It was damage control. It was damage control. Yeah, it was. But my God, when you come in and this is what I hear. Was I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. You're the guy that's going to pick the goddamn president or GM or whatever the hell you're talking about. Ready? The decision is mine and mine alone. Ready? Garbage. That's, That's what he is. That's what he is. And for me and everybody out there watching, we appreciate you. We've been going long. I love it. We have. This is the guy that told all of us whoever we pick is going to report to me. I don't want a book report being reported to this guy. I don't care. I think he might I, need I, that, I want, you, know what I, you know what I want from him? Just sign the damn check. Just well, sign that's the check. What should happen, but that's he's it. not going to hire a president of football operations. So. The only thing that I can sit here and say to you with conviction is that 
Hopefully they make the correct hire in this scenario. They throw the dart at the wall and they land one of these good GMs who should technically be their president of football operations anyway, a Rick Smith and Elliot Wolf, some of these guys, Omar Khan. Duality. Yes, do I thank you. So hopefully they land one of these guys and maybe they can talk them into these future endeavors and choices that they should be making today that they're not making jb and that's the problem and that's what bothers me so goddamn much about this is that after everything that's happened after years of ted phillips having what how many playoff wins three um eight total winning seasons in 23 years and three playoff victories three three well three playoff yes three Three. No, three playoff victories, one Super victories. Bowl. Yeah. That's that's part of that. So after all that, after all that, you're holding other people accountable. You you fired Lovey Smith on a 10 and 6 season, but you can't fire this guy, this joke, who has come in for 23 damn years and done the same thing and given you the same result. And you're gonna tell me that that you've got conviction. With everything he says, but not anything about anybody else, right? Because guess what? I don't think there's anything magical about a so-called football czar. It's a goddamn joke. It's a goddamn joke, and it's got to stop. we heard, everybody listen to me. When we heard that Mark Tressman was our new head coach. This little device right here. Everybody was like, who the hell is Mark Tressman? That actually happened like nine years ago this week. I actually saw somebody's memory about that. and I'm not too far off. I almost puked. Yeah. This guy hires a consulting firm who has nothing to do with football. Yeah. But everything to do with numbers. To find your next general manager of football? Over and over and over again. Insanity. I've been saying it all show. Insanity. That's the definition. The definition of this whole problem is insanity from the top down. And it's not changing until they get somebody in who can talk some damn sense into this guy. And that's the only thing as Bears fans we can pray is that going forward that this guy – Gets the right guy in here. He's got he's got definite guys on the wall the that he next, can throw a dart at and make the right choice. The next that guy GM, can report to him and tell him how it really is. JB. Next GM, that Mike alluded to it. Next GM needs to have a set of balls to say, "Look, you hired me to do a job to make this team better. Get the I don't fuck need out you micromanaging. Yeah, what I'm doing." Get the fuck out of my because way. Your way for 23 years has proven the the most egregious ineptitude that I've ever seen in a franchise. Agree. Ever. And there's some shit shows out there, but we are a bottom guys, news flash. I need a breaking news video. I'm gonna get to that. Breaking news. We're a bottom five team in the league. I don't care what anyone says. Who thinks we're not? Who thinks we we're not? are? Uh, delusional fans that think that, oh, 
we just get the right guy in here and he can he can take this group and you know bring them up and bring them together guys we have aging defense we have an offense where the playmakers were literally in the bottom of the league in separation they weren't getting separation at all the quarterback was in a wrong system didn't know what the hell do he checked out weeks ago which I don't blame him. He probably checked out after the Cleveland game, which I don't blame him. Three quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks in one season. What does that merit for a winning season? What does that even make you think is is going to be a successful season? When you come out and say that we had three, count them, three quarterbacks that we used all year, until the team is sold, nothing's going to change. Joe Ryan, can I get a hold on Joe Ryan? I agree. We've been Agreed. saying that, Joe. I've I've spoken to Jim McMahon personally about this very issue. Chopped it up with him. It's exactly what he said that last year. He said that. He's still saying that, and it's still falling on deaf ears because the guy upstairs doesn't want to listen to anything. We are we talking about people that have gone through Hallis Hall, former, present players. We've talked to a lot, yeah. and they all echoed the same sentiment. They all say the same shit. Let's keep it honey. They all say the same shit. Mom, I'm sorry it's late. I'm about to cuss. We all <laughs> say they all say the same shit. Once you get to a certain point, <laughs> win or lose, management is gonna mess it up. That's just what they do. Yeah, they get the little statement. They get the little bottom line. They've made enough money. They look at the stands, seats are full, concessions, parking, all that, bringing in revenue. Oh, we're six and ten again. We don't but care. That's okay because we made money this year. Oh no, no, we not only do we make money, we far succeeded our bottom line. Because remember what Ted Phillips is? He's a finance guy, Alan. He's a finance guy. Always has been. And you know what? He's a great at it. man, and he's good at it. Great at that job. Throw Frank him in Arlington. Kitty, he's up there with that guy. Yeah. All of that. Like, I'm no, not even mad. Like, I'm, I'm not, not even mad, mad about, about no, him going and making money and heading up the Arlington job. He needs to do that. He needs to head up the Arlington job. He was the guy in the interview, JB. Every time they asked a question about Arlington, bam, right on it. Johnny on the spot. All That's the only questions he answered. The only one he... That's because that's the only questions he should be answering. He shouldn't be answering anything but that. Because hey, he should not be in the football operations aspect hey, of the team. They got I'm one so thing good. right. One. One. Stop, baby. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just maddening to me. And I'm not going to play the crazy pill again, man. I'm tired of playing it. But it's, it's exactly the point that I'm making. And it's something... Everybody in this chat, everyone that's listening to this, and everyone who's going to listen to this, agrees. It's not something we want to agree with. It's not something that we merit. It's not something we love. It's something that's facts. And that's what we're doing is bringing you these facts and understanding that this has been a problem and it's not changing. Absolutely. You you know how I used to be, JB? I used to be an optimistic fan. I used to be the guy who You are a glass half full guy. I was was the pessimistic guy. turn it around. I was going to be this. Everybody's going to be, you know, everyone's going places on this team. And over the years, I've just got my heart broken over and over and over again. And I've been fed the word salad over and over and over. And it's time to stop. I'm tired of my Green Bay friends 
just dogging me about how horrible we are and going, oh, you'll get there one day, buddy, and pat me on the back. Like, like, come on. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss, JB. I am. I'm, I'm at a loss at this point. I really don't know how we can move forward without this being correct. Yes, Jake Huff, I wish the Bears would chain on change owners we all do because we've we as chicago fans have always had this fallacy and we've always had this deep history that's what we are as chicagoans illinoisans even we love our history we love having you know the, the dynasty that's go part of our family in our, in our makeup that's what we are we're we're hard-working guys who go you know what the next guy's gonna work just as hard as the guy before him you know, my dad works so hard. I'm going to work just as hard as him. And we expect that from our teams. Blue we collar. expect it. Blue collar town, blue collar mentality. That's what we've been. And the fact that we're not that anymore breaks everyone's heart. It breaks my heart. I I have these photos back here because I grew up a fan of that. I grew up a fan of the tradition and everything that we've been and what George Howe has preached and what we were, and it's gone. It's all gone. And it's because whenever Muggsy died, everything died with Muggsy, and I hate it. I can't stand and it. And Muggsy died way before his time. He died. He Anybody died. don't know, it that's was George Hallis's son. And injustice, don't know. what happened to him. And it broke my heart, and it's breaking hearts of everyone since because he was the only person who was studying and trying to embody what his father was giving him. He knew his message and he knew what he wanted. These grandkids don't care. They're out of the loop. They don't care about anything but themselves. You know how many fans come to me and go, Alan, I don't understand how somebody that has that opportunity could squander it. Well, if you're some little punk kid who gets handed a bunch of money and doesn't even have to work for it? Of Silver course spoon. you're gonna act like Silver that. But I'll say I'll, I'll say this to that before we move to our next segment. When all of that turmoil turned came to pass, George Hallis was giving Mike Dicker the torch. Yes. And the Hallises endorsed it when the McCaskies got involved. They pushed my dick right on out. Well, I mean. Because you got to remember, Hallis, Dicka played for Hallis. Yeah, but the whole Mike Dicka thing, like, Mike Dicka for me is is a sore subject. Because as much as I love Mike Dicka, as much as I love what he did, a part of me sits back and, and really wonders is that Mike Dicka really was the guy who embodied, like, Mike Dicka was the reason we won a championship. But Mike Dicka is also the reason we didn't win multiple championships. Not, not, not fully. That's what I think. Well. That's just my opinion. And your opinion is valid. But remember, we have to look at 85. We have to look at 86. We have to look at 87. Mike Dicka was trying to put things in place. Ed McCaskey was blocking him. Yes. Ed McCaskey, who is the who is the husband of Virginia Hallis, because I'm not going to call her Virginia McCaskey in this particular situation. That's when the things, if you notice, started to turn around. 
George Hallis saw something in Mike Dicker when he played for him. When he left play for Dallas, became a special teams coach for Dallas. George Hallis hand-selected that man to come back here and run. And I'm not saying I don't know this. Yeah. I'm just going off a of feeling. Muggsy was gone. Mike Dicker was as close to his son as he could ever have. That's why he empowered that man. And look what look look what look what the in-laws did. Yeah. Our buddy Mo Beerman here, he hits it on the head. Illinois turned into a shithole, and it's not just our Bears. You're right. It, it, it's And we're not going to get into that as much. But, guys, just so you know, I, I got a comment from a friend here, and he said that some of the comments on Facebook aren't popping up, guys. I encourage you all to go to YouTube, join our YouTube, get on the 1252 YouTube, get on the Chicago Clubhouse Network YouTube page. We will see you there. Sometimes, I don't know what's up with StreamYard, but sometimes we don't see everything there. Mm-hmm. And make sure you either go there or add me on Facebook and go to my page. You will you will definitely be seen there because I, I want everyone to be heard. I do because everybody deserves this. That's why we created this show. That's why we created the Facebook group. That, that's why I did this. It's because I got tired of the same narratives and I wanted outside perspectives, and I wanted deep debate conversations about these things, guys. We endorse this. We love your conversations. We love you guys. We want you to keep bringing it. This has been an amazing show. I I, I, I can't say enough about you guys, but we've got to move on on this because I don't even know if I can download this on Spotify without spending some real time condensing it down because – they have a limit to on anchor on how big the shows can get, but we'll definitely get to everybody's stuff, but make sure you join our YouTube channels or even on Twitter or on Twitter as well. I don't know how that really works, but StreamYard is really touchy about these things. So make sure you join our YouTube because if you get on the YouTube, you will be heard. And that's all I can tell you. So our buddy Bolton here, Mike Dicker, wrote a letter to George House about coaching the Bears. Yes. And that's how he got the job. You're correct. correct. 100%. And what did he have in that letter? What did he have? He had conviction. Conviction. He had he had determination. He had Purpose heart. and a plan. And that's something that we've lacked for years, guys. And that's that's all we are endorsing here is that we need the same thing again. Because it's been too long. Yes, the way that we go about things this time is going to be different. It is. It has to be. You can't go at this the same way that we did in 85. We can't do this. It's a different league. It's it, it's a passing league. Remember this, guys. Remember this. We are the oldest franchise. We are the charter franchise. And I've said it a thousand times. I'm going to say it again. We're the only team without a 4,000-yard passer. Let that sink in. Let that really, let that sink in and understand, understand how our owner feels about this. I don't think there's anything magical about a so-called football czar. Well, I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. Okay. Okay, then get someone who is because what your model has not worked. It's, it's never worked. It's not going to work. You've got lucky. Sometimes you throw darts at a board and sometimes you hit. 
the sun shines on a dog's ass twice a day, right? Well, not not really because at night, no, but the the clock Sometimes. shines twice a day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So, but man, all I'm saying is that we've got to change the narrative. And the only people who can do that is us as fans and the media. And thank God for the media that were at that meeting and pushed the narrative that we've all been saying. I could hear it in Dan Weeder's voice, how annoyed he was about what was transpiring in the meeting, about hearing again that this garbage-ass supposed president who's an accountant is going to figure out who your next GM is again. It needs to stop. One thing for sure, two things for certain. You made George, or Georgie as you call it. Georgie. Very Georgie. Very uncomfortable. And you can see that the media, because of the fan push, made him uncomfortable. And that's what we need. But two, there's an ego that is involved here too that we're not really addressing. George McCassie, in his current spot, has an ego not based on winning football. Yeah. He has an ego based on he doesn't want to be made a fool of because when the Bears fail, they're not going to look at the coaches. They're not going to look at the GM. They're going to look at the owner. And you know when the owner, when they look at the moniker and they say who's the owner, his name pops up. Yes. Yeah. His name pops up. And then other people around the league chuckle and laugh. Because they're like, oh, old Georgie over there. He's you know a laughing stock. You know how he is. You know how that organization is run. Especially after this after this joke of an interview or press conference where you dog one of your Hall of Fame guys. George Olin Krutz, um told a story the other day about how the Bears offered him essentially a, somewhat of a consulting role with the offensive line. Um, for $15 an hour. Were you aware of that offer when it happened? And what was your reaction whenever you were aware of it? I've learned over the years to take just about anything that Olin says with a grain of salt. And I look forward to hearing that story again and hope he includes it in his Hall of Fame induction speech. So do I. So do I. I hope so. I hope he Michael Jordans you to death. I hope he kills you. I really do. And he shows you the embodiment of what the Chicago Bears really are and what we thought they've been for years, for since we've been born. What what we were raised on, the toughness, the grittiness, not the word salad bullshit we get today, JB. That's all I got on this, man. Like, we could talk all night. And fans, we love what you're bringing this, man. I I wish we could do this forever. I really do. This has been a great conversation. It has. And it's not going to stop, guys, because we're going to do this every week if we can. We're going to bring up offseason. We're going to have these talks. We we want your input. That's what this show's about. We've got to do this together. We've got to make change. And there's only one way. All these podcasts that we watch, all these shows, all these media guys, we've got to fight back on these people, man, because if not, they're just going to keep walking. And it's never going to stop, JB. It never will stop. 
And let's give a couple of uh, examples. Bill works to Rocky works. How many Blackhawks championships do we see? I wanted to bring that up whenever Mike was on because Mike kind of mentioned that about Virginia, and we didn't really get to talk about it. But three, we can we can we can, we can three, touch on three. What happened whenever the Bulls finally moved on from from Gar Foreman and John Paxton? What are they now? Yes, granted, they got their shit kicked it's, in the it, other. Wait, wait, it's early. It it's is, early. but we're relevant. Yes. There's people speaking our names. We're, we're flexed on ESPN. We're the number to the, one to seed the number in the one league. Spot. To the number, number one spot. Yeah, we're the number one seed in the in the league. That's the Cubs. They were owned by the Chicago Tribune. It was all about money. What happened? Yes, granted, they only won one. They swept it up. They brought the best guy they could find. And they brought him in the organization to run, run the organization, not, not, not just GM. The owner said, do your thing. Go ahead, Theo, bring in your guys and do your thing. And what happened? Championship. Championship. White Sox right now. What did, what did Rick Hahn do? Rick Hahn said, we're mired in mediocrity. They're knocking on the door. They're beating down the door. A lot of people picked them to win the whole thing this year, especially be the best team in the AL this year. They're growing better. They have a future. And we still don't because why? Why don't we? I don't think there's anything magical about a so-called football czar. We have the same guy saying the same thing over and over. Insanity, all show. That's it. That's it. Hey, Tell Mr. Rogers to put a sweater on his loafers and sit the fuck down. That's it. That's all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and yes, CJ, thank God for the media because the front office is listening and want the media and want the fans to keep attacking this man until he wakes the hell up. You're right. It It's the way to go. It's the way to go. And that's what every other team in town did, guys. Everybody did. And they're the only ones who haven't got the message. Only once. So let's wake the hell up and pray to God that they get this right. Pray to God that they pick this right. And then the GM that comes in, who should technically probably, if they pick the right guy out of one one out of three or four guys, should technically be the president, can come in and go, wait a minute. Why are we structured this way? It hasn't worked. Why don't we try this? And then maybe they bump that guy up to president and then he can hire another comparable GM. Or, or he gets duality. Or duality works for me too. As long as it's different from the model. And and Ted Phillips, I'm sorry, Ted. I don't think you're a bad guy personally. But you can just go off for, for all I care. You can just seriously get the hell out. And, and, and go build Arlington. Go make Arlington great. Go build hotels and whatever the hell around. Build a, a fucking theme park for all I care. Just stay the hell out of my football operations. That's it. And thank you, Joe Ryan, for being here. And hey, thank Joe. all of you for being here. Love this you, Joe. Been, this show has been a little different model from what we usually do. But it we want to we do it for you. And we want it to be your guys' show. Just as much as it is me and JB and Warwick Coleman, who will be back next week. 
with a Chicago Bear perspective, we want this about you guys. And we want to keep all of it about you guys. But in saying that, we've got to move on. We've got one more segment. For our new people who don't know, it might not be as fun to you guys, but JV, I got a question for you. This is What Are You Watching? Brought to you by the Chicago Clubhouse and the 1252 Sports Chicago Network. And this is What Are You Watching? Brought to you by the John Harris team. <laughs> Out in Homer Glen, guys. Again, make sure you go out today. If you're looking for a home in the Chicagoland area, get a hold of my guy, John Darren. He's the man. He just had a birthday, by the way. He's still young and spry. But Happy birthday, John Darren. He's doing his thing. Another JD. Another JD. Another JD. And a humble, good JD, guys. Make sure to go out today if you're looking for a home there. Homesbyjdt.com. And JB, what are you watching? So... We touched on it last week. You know, I got a little smile on my face because I, I was, I was kind of taken aback, right? Yeah. Hey, Ma. Ma, we love you. Everybody in here that knows Miss Sandra Bynum Holmes is JB's mom. She's our A one, P one from day one. Well, she's our mom. My mom too. She actually adopted me on on air podcast live. She said, "I'm adopting you." That's what it is. So, guys, make sure to give her love. All the time because she she's our best listener. But JB, roll with it, man. So, uh, yeah, CJ, get up and get on track, man. <laughs> get it rolling. Hit so. that 5.0. Don't hit that 2.4. <laughs> so, I touched on it last time. But, oh, wow. oh, Jacob, if y'all's answer isn't Gilmore Girls, I'm done watching. You know what? A couple weeks ago, I did mention Gilmore Girls because my girlfriend watches it. No, that was your reference to something else. That... I got stuck watching it, but I know, I know. I, hey, I Jay, just wanted to throw it in. I I spoke about Dexter. We talk offline. Feel free to get in touch with me. It ended. That it ended. It ended. But yeah, what am I like? Okay, this is going very fast. <laughs> I that's because there's that many comments coming in, man. Oh, Dark Specter, <laughs> one of my lifelong friends. Yeah, knows my mom. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yep. So, as you know, I have been telling you all that I've been watching Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And when I tell you, it's cracking. Episode three. When I tell you the similarities from like Return of the Jedi and all that for you Star Wars guys. Yeah. Remember, I was the athlete that didn't hang with the athletes. I hung with the kids that weren't that uh listen, um, watch um uh, cartoons, comic books. I, I, I was that guy. <laughs> yeah, bullets. Boy. I'm over here sipping Zima. Hell yeah, I am, brother. <laughs> bullets, if you find me a Zima. <laughs> if you if you mail me a case of Zima, I will drink it on air for you, Bullets. I promise you that. I, I will too. No, <laughs> I'll take the Zima and it'll be my chaser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even better. I like that. But yes, so anybody that's into like Star Wars, I'm I'm doing my nerd alert thing. 
Boba Fett is a little different. Boba Fett is leading up to something called Book of Kenobi. I know. Yeah. We're only in episode three. And they got the the OG Kenobi coming in for that, too. Yes. He's still alive. Very good actor. Uh, I just based on his name. I can't remember on the top of my head, but he's a very good actor. Even though one, two, and three wasn't really that good, he was he was one of the bright spots in it. Absolutely. It was. So yeah. anybody we're on episode three. If you want to check out the book of Boba Fett, that's what I'm watching. Nice. Yeah, Darth Specter, you already know. Yes. Oh, what? You that guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually saw some trailers for it uh this week. I'm because the guy, coming out like next month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I, I, I saw some trailers for that, and I saw some trailers for what you're watching, and I saw like, like, like the big, um, what's his name? The, the big fucking monster. God damn. Rancor. No. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. The. Jabba the Hutt. Yes, Jabba and his, and his cousin and, and yeah, like 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 his family or whatever, and they're all, like, on a pedestal. They're, like, they're, they're twins. They're cousins. They're yeah, twins. like, I can't wait to watch it. I'm a guy that likes to, uh, likes to wait until a lot of it's out, and then I watch it all. I'm, I'm in catch-up mode still, JB. I, I am, and I, I hate saying it, man, but I'm finishing up Yellowstone. I finally finished Cobra Kai. I'm pretty sure I said that last week. We, we all, me, you, and Warwick, we yeah. finished Cobra Kai. And but I'm you trying, were on 1838, I thought. I'm not there yet. I'm almost 1838. That's what I'm going to be on next. So that's that's my what are you watching for next week. Next what, week, okay. Pretty much for what I'm watching. I got like three more episodes of a Yellowstone, like three or four. And I got to finish The Witcher too. I've still got like three or four episodes of The Witcher. I I, I I slacked on The Witcher. I have to be honest. The Witcher is something that you've got to really, really push and really like sit and pay attention. And Mo Beerman, I would pour Peach Crown in Zima tonight. Mo, <laughs> it was in front of when me. When I tell you this, brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's what I'm, he does. I'm actually about out. I'm gonna need to go back and. I actually go to Kentland, Indiana, which is like 15 minutes from me, and it's all cheaper over there. So I go like 15 minutes out of my way. It's like 30 bucks a bottle over there. If I buy it here in Illinois, it's like 45 or 50. It's ridiculous, but that's the power of Illinois, just like we talked about. But, but yeah, I'm 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 gonna catch up on all that. I really want to start watching Bubba Fett. I I still have to watch Hawkeye. I'm not even caught up on that. There's so many shows that are going on right now. I haven't got to get on Hawkeye yet. I'm not even there. I'm not even there, JB. I'm ashamed. I've just been so busy with podcasting and stuff. I just haven't had time. But We'll talk. I'm going to get on it. We'll Don't talk. worry, guys. I'll get on it. But the NFL playoffs, guys, come on now. Yeah! It's got to be the NFL playoffs. Because, man, there's a great slot of games this week, and I can sit and pretend like – my team can be one of those teams eventually. Holy shit. I have to ask this question. Is this the first time we've ever seen a playoff game on Monday night? Yes, it is. And, and 
I'm not a bad it. one at that either. It's going to be a decent game. I'm oh, actually kind yeah. of excited for that game. I don't know if I'm real happy about that about the way they structure it. I get it. I mean, if you look at it on the right aspect, what you've got one game on Monday night or two? Is it's, it, it was, just the Cardinals and the Rams? I thought it was right? two Saturday, no, three Saturday, three Sunday, one Monday. See, like I that. thought it. I thought it was two, two, and two, but maybe I'm wrong, or I don't know. I I, I only saw one Monday night game. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, it was Arizona, Arizona, and LA. Correct. Were the ones. So that's the only one I saw. I'm real excited for that. One of my best friends, he's a big Chiefs guy, so I'm obviously going to go watch that with him Saturday. Um, right now, last I checked, the Chiefs were minus 700 money line, and I I was going to bet, obviously, just make a little extra money just because I know I I know Pittsburgh is putrid. Minus 700? They're minus 700 money line last time I checked. Oh, so I, I would have to bet against the spread. 12, 12 or 13? I think they're minus 12 and a half last time I checked. I'd have I'm to not too it. far. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm obviously interested in that just because I make some bets. Um, I'm probably going to bet on Tampa Bay to beat the Eagles. That's that's another one that I'm really looking at. I might just take them all at like a minus Are they a two. high line? or No, are they so, a high over under? Um, no, they're probably a low under. Of, they're, I think they are, but if you look at what the Eagles' record are against playoff teams from last year, it's zero and six. It's right, and it, it, but the only thing they have six. is a running attack. Yes, they are exactly who they think they are. But at the end of the day, they're zero and six against playoff teams from last year. So I'm definitely going. I'm definitely know. going to pound the hell out of that. <laughs> I don't think the Eagles can stand a chance in that game, and um. What was the other game I was going to do? It was um, Tampa Bay. It was them and well, you got you got Cowboys. You got Cowboys 49ers. Not that one. You have Cincinnati Raiders. There you go. Bingo. So Cincinnati is going to roll, roll the Vegas Raiders because the Vegas Raiders honestly shouldn't even be in this situation after everything they've had after. Everything that's happened with them this year, I'm surprised they got this far. Heads up to their head coach and that staff of trying to rally guys together just to do that. Does but that man, become a new job, A.B.? Absolutely. Rick Versace, Rick Versace brought them to the playoffs. If I'm a Raiders fan right now, I'm screaming pissed off. I'm screaming mad because, first of all, the Raiders didn't even deserve to be there. They didn't deserve to be there. The Steelers so don't. They won three of their last four, which prepared they to me. Did, but it's kind but, of it's kind of a moot point whenever some of the teams they played were just kind of man, like. Well, they had already packed it in. They'd already, yeah, Georgia, exactly. Georgia. Like it didn't mean the same, and I don't think they're real. I think they're a pretender. I think Cincinnati's in the right spot right now. They they beat Kansas City a couple weeks ago, guys. Don't forget that. Don't forget that, and. My, my guy Bullets, he doesn't think the Raiders are going to lose. I think Joe Burrow and that passing attack are much better than what the Bullets, Raiders have. I need you to call secondary. me or text me. I, 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 I'm, I'm very intrigued into why you said it because you're not the first person. 
But we I've iron. heard a lot of people say that. We love bullets. Bullets is a P1. The reason that he says that, I'm intrigued because now the reason why I'm saying that is because this. Raiders had to win, if I'm not mistaken, four out of their last five games just to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Then the game against the Chargers, had they ran the ball out and not scored, the Chargers would have been in the playoffs. That's exactly my point. The Chargers were the team that should have been there, but their coach got eggheaded. He did. And Oliver, Oliver, we're doing our thing. That's what we do. That's exactly what we do. And Oliver, if if I was a Vegas Raiders fan, I would feel the same way. I I would want a shiny new toy. I, you have to get something built around Derek Carr now or never. You've got to. Derek Carr is not getting any younger. He's getting older. You've got to rebuild that defense. Remember, guys. Remember the Bears beat them. Don't forget that. Granted, yes. It was the whole John Gruden fiasco, but at the same time, sure they're not. I don't think they're really that good of a football team right now. I think they skated their way just like we skated our way in last year, and I don't see them as real contenders. I see the Cincinnati Bengals as a team who's going to win a playoff game this they're year. They're a problem. They're going to be, especially that passing attack. As long as they can keep Joe Burrow clean a in the pocket, case. that's all they need. To Although do. he is the the most set quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And what did the Colts do? Okay. The Colts yeah, also lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, are you going to sit here and, and tell me that they really deserve to make the playoffs? Like, you're not going to get me behind that because the Colts had an ample opportunity to get in where we would even be having this conversation right now, but they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a team, oddly, they haven't beat in Jacksonville in like six years. Correct. I remember right? That's insanity. And they're the, they're the number two pick. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. But those are my what to watch is, guys. And, you know, JB, long show. Longest show I think we've ever done. And I'm, um, I'm loving it. I'm loving I'm, it. We still have engagement. I'm yeah, loving it. I'm not even mad. But you got any closing is, thoughts on this? I have, I, have a, I have a ton. I have a litany. Look, look here. The floor is yours, my friend. <laughs> I want everybody to understand. Well, everyone's jumping on the Raiders right now. Holy shit. Everybody in the chat's jumping on the Raiders. Joe Ryan, Dark Spectre, Chris Edgerton, my man Hunter Lorenz, um, Hunter Lorenz, like everybody that was in the chat on fire. We'll this talk about that in a minute, Jake. Don't worry. We're about to get everybody. There. This is what we're talking about. Because if we don't have this platform, we really don't know who feels what. One thing I can guarantee you is this. On this show, we're going to keep it 100. We're going to get your voice. And we're going to progress. What we're not going to do is we're not going to eat George McCaskey's shit anymore. We're not just going to bow down and accept what he says. Because guess what? There's power and money. And power and money goes both ways. When they sign that contract, come, I think it's June, and they get that $320 million TV deal, yeah. guess what? When we go into training camp, 
you don't see what we like, you know what they're going to look at? They're going to look at that stadium. Yep. If there's empty seats, they're, not, they're losing money. Oops. If they're losing money, that's concessions, that's merchandise, that's parking, right? Yeah. Guess what else they lose, which nobody thinks about? If they pan that stadium and they say empty seats, there's no national television revenue. Absolutely. You know how ugly that looks? You know how ugly that looks whenever you flip on Fox and half of that stadium is empty? You know what they do? They switch Uh, to another game. They move it away or they make sure that they don't show the stands. Just like they did whenever COVID happened, they refused to show the stands because they didn't want that. They didn't want that feel for like fans to understand that, oh, it's not as electric as it should be. And AD, it shouldn't be here, man. I gotta I gotta ask you this question, but I already know the answer. But I have to ask it for our fans. Yeah. In the last three weeks, what happened to the Bears media? What happened to the Bears media? Mm-hmm. I mean, every media guy that I talked to went went super toxic. I'll tell you that first and foremost. So you're going internally. Internally, they every, I'm talking every media guy that I talked to went super toxic. I'm talking on national perspective. When you turned on Fox, if you live in Chicago, you oh yeah, well, yeah, you didn't see Troy Aikman, you didn't see Bob Greasy, you saw Akeem Talib. Ugh, you didn't. See, you didn't even see oh, Greg yeah. Olson. I cannot stand. Keep to leave. Thank you, Dark Flex. So you know what you got? You got a subpar pro, uh, sub subpar product. That's something we didn't even bring up. Joe Ryan says they're also losing the next generation of fans. That's a yeah. great point in there. Is that a lot of these young fans? I've had friends who go, "My kids are going to be Packer fans because of this crap." They win. Literally, literally said that to me, in you know a message or on the Facebook group or the Twitter group. Literally heard that quite a bit, guys, and they're not wrong. They're not wrong. But put this no. put this in perspective. You are also giving us Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Jake, you Talib you sounds know. like someone. Hey, can, we get, can we get Jake the time in? I like Jake. <laughs> we'll definitely get them back. Like We're gonna Jake. have more fan shows, guys. And guys, don't forget, we've got a former bear who's normally on with us every week that wasn't even on this week. And this is what we do every week, guys. We have a Chicago Bear perspective. I've spoken with other Bear players. We're going to have a bunch of them on this offseason to get these perspectives, not just from me and JB, who who are just guys. We want real, actual people who've been in the organization and understand how they operate and work. And that's what we do here, and that's what we're going to keep giving you. So please come back, tune in, subscribe, whatever you need to do to know when we go live. And Jake. Just so you know, we go live every Thursday on this show. We go live every Thursday at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. If you're not watching it, guys, this is what you're missing. This is what everybody – we've been the best-kept secret for a while. I've been told this by other people. I've been told this by players who watch, that we are the best-kept secret around. We're we're not going away. We're going to get louder and prouder the longer we go, JB. and. Our brother, Warwick Holman, who congrats to him again, wasn't here tonight because of his daughter. Awesome 
awesome news for him and and his family but he's going to be with us and and other players are going to be in and we want your comments we want your phone calls we want to get your opinions guys and we're not holding back and you should not either ever on this show jb that all you got that's all i got yeah well spectra said that bear down above all that's the sign off for us, I guess. Uh, our buddy Dark Spectra said, did a great job. Our buddy Kenyon Perry here kind of lurked a little bit, but late late in the show came in and love, love to you, brother. Love to everybody in the chat today. My God, it was insane. I every time I spoke, I couldn't even keep up with you. Like I almost have to go get a moderator just to keep up with the way that this has gone because but that's what we want. We want this, guys, so please keep it up and keep coming back. Make sure to check out our other shows, too, which I'm going to get to in a minute. So, JB, are we done here? Yeah, cut it. All right. So, guys, thank you again. Shout out to everyone in here. We appreciate you guys. It's amazing. Bill Orlizic, thank you, too, chiming in. We we will have Silky D. I don't know if I can get Silky D on this show with us. We might, we, have, we might. We have some other shows that I'm about to speak on, just so you know. So, guys, thank you. Thank you for chiming in. But, unfortunate. Yeah, back to lurking, Bill. He says he's black to lurking. Back and sitting in the back and just waiting to chime in. Bill, we saw you before. Don't lurk. Continue. Strong and silent and running in with a great point, is always warranted just as much as people Very talk accurate. the whole time. Bill Absolutely. is always accurate. Yes, he is. And we love that. So, guys, make sure that you check out all of our groups. We have a Bear Fans with a Brain Twitter. We've got a Bear Fans with a Brain Facebook group, which is ridiculously almost to 11,000 people. The comments in there and the debate are crazy every day. I couldn't ask for a, a better group. We've got great moderators. All we do is try to keep the trolls away and keep the debates rolling, guys. So for me, my buddy JB, we couldn't thank you enough. So I have to tell you guys, thank you. And running forward, man, we've got great shows on both networks we've got. We've got the 1252 Sports Chicago Network, and we also have the Chicago Clubhouse Network, guys. So make sure to check out our shows. Make sure to like and subscribe to us on both at 8 o'clock tomorrow. We've got the over-under with my guy Harry Bird. Harry the Greek coming in. He brings you the best bets. He makes money for people all the time. Make sure to go check him out. He knows his stuff, man. Sunday, 9 o'clock a.m., also on the 1252 Network. We've got my boy Jacob Charno, related to Adam Schefter, by the way. Don't don't forget that with the Hard Count Football Podcast, he knows his stuff too. He brings you all the games. He breaks them down with Harry Berg on top of that. Make sure to check them out too as well. They're great. They know what they're doing. Sunday night on 1252, we've got longtime media guy David Schuster from the Chicago media coming in with the Schuster Express guys. He's been doing it for 40 years. He knows what he's doing. He breaks down all all the games from the day, all the Chicago media from the day, don't miss out on him. On Monday, we've got ESPN 1000, Chicago's newly retired 
Fred Hubner, who comes in with Hubes, Hughes, and Brews, also on 1252 Sports Chicago Network. He has also the rundown of everything Chicago sports. He breaks it down like no other. He tells it like no other. He's a Hall of Fame media man. Make sure to check him out. He, he's the best. C.J. Scott, who you saw earlier on the show, has a C.J. Scott podcast on the Chicago Clubhouse Network Mondays as well at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. Both shows on Monday at 7. Make sure to check him out on Tuesdays. We've got the other show that me and J.B. are on. So everybody knows here, new, new or old, the Chicago Clubhouse podcast. We bring it to you every week. We usually talk to former Bears players or Chicago media. This week, we've got... Illini men's basketball player Irving Small coming in, one of my favorite guys since I'm an Illini guy. Absolutely love him, what he brings, can't wait for it. And also, remember also on Wednesdays, I almost forgot the day, Fat Mike, who you saw earlier coming in on 1252 Sports Chicago, he kills it. You know how he is. If you watch this podcast, you know how he is. And also, she said what she said with my girl Sherry Green, Brinthia. They bring you the woman's aspect of sports and have woman athletes on. They do a great job, guys. Make sure to check them out today or any day. So for me, my buddy JB, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bear down. <laughs>